to a very special episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm your host, Ray Harkins. It is our year-end wrap-up, in which I have my very, very good friends, Joey Cahill, the owner of 6131 Records, and Jeremy Bohm, the vocalist of Touche Amore, talk about our favorite records of the year as we discuss in the bulk of this, I wouldn't even call it interview, obviously the, the bulk of the list going through. Uh, we've been doing this for years as friends. I think this is the third or fourth year running that we've done this for 100 words or less. It's like two hours, man. Strap in. This is going to be a long one, but I promise at the very end of it, you will have records to check out, movies to watch, television shows to shove in your head and your eyes. Please check this out. I love all the support that you give for this show. This year-end episode is usually one of the most downloaded shows of the year, and primarily just because people like to have that, uh, you know, sort of fly in the wall. I'm just listening to some friends talk in a room, because that's obviously why podcasts in general are a very potent medium. So anyways, without further ado, here is the top 10 records for each of us of 2014, and uh, yeah, I will I, I will see you next week with our regularly scheduled programming. And since I'm not going to speak to you at the end of the episode, because let's be honest, if you're still listening by, at the very, very end, you're certifiably insane. But Tom Richfield, our producer, best friend of all time, he took care of this episode. And I know it's always a very large undertaking. So I'd like to give him a very large digital pat on the back and high five. So thank you very much for him. And uh, thank you to all of you who donated during the month of November, because that was a very special thing for people to toss in a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, fifty dollars, whatever you felt like. And that was very meaningful. So here is our episode. (laughs) You didn't go to pure volume? (laughs) And yeah, there, sure enough, uh, guess what doesn't work? Uh, MySpace players. Oh, weird. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, that's very weird. So this is, we've now established that this is our fourth year doing this, third year in a row, right? Or third year, third year total. Fourth year in a row, the second year was without Jeremy. Yes. Which I just found out about and I'm really, <laughs> really <laughs> upset about. Yeah, you so let Chris Hansen take my place? We did let Chris he Hansen take put some garbage on his list, too. Yeah, and yeah, we, I think we did a pretty good job of of kind of calling him out on that. Yeah, I think his number so one record was a record he hadn't finished listening. But Scott was on that year too. Scott was on. So that there's year. a lot of garbage. There was a lot that of, year. There was a lot yeah, of shit Joe, Joe and I were kind of in a corner, being like, "Huh? Yeah. Oh, all right. Can we talk about our records then?" <laughs> That's but, great. but as as Jeremy, love, as you love, point love out, to Chris Hansen. <laughs> love to Chris Hansen. As you pointed out, we've done this for years and years as as friends and talking about the most important records of the year for all of us. Yes. Yes. And we and because uh, we think other people care. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's so funny because the the, the feedback that I get for this because people, I, I mean, I think we can all test this. People love. I read other people's lists. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, right. And and it's just it, it it's honestly one of the biggest shows like download wise where it's people just love like recommendations because sure, yeah, yeah. obviously all three of us are just so deeply engrossed and engaged in all this that it's like sometimes we forget that there's obviously people that are just like oh yeah like i just want to listen to like 10 cool records a year i got 10 for you buddy (laughs) (laughs) we'll probably have less than 30 yeah because i imagine something tells me that this year in particular we will have a lot of repeating we always do every year yeah well the national didn't release a record this year so this was this was a this was a really weird year yeah like i didn't think this year was any good until i was making this list and then I realized that this year was actually you had to cut pretty awesome. Last night I was taking a bubble bath. 
Sexy. That is adorable. <laughs> Scented. Uh, of course. You, you and, bath bomb? Uh, yes. Nice. And I had my note open, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn it, there's like 20 records on here that I actually very much liked, and now I have to put this in an order? This sucks. It so, does. And then the ones that I had to delete, I'm probably still going to just rattle them off at the end and just be like, these were also great records. Sure. Got, got, that, got that over <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fully prepared. The honorable mention list. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But whereas like last year, I feel like last year was tougher to come up last with 10. Last year was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year, like... I thought I was going to have a hard time, and I was actively cutting records down today to come sure. up with 10. Yeah. And I'm sure this is going to be a thing where you guys are going to say a record that I forgot about. And yep. Like, that happens yeah. every year. Yeah. And especially, too, because we're, we're recording this in late November, so not everybody has put – well, no one has posted their list. Like, no one has really kind of officially come out there. Yeah. You know, I assume by like, the time you post this podcast, yes. though, it'll be appropriate time. Precisely. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be posting this probably, yeah, like the second week of December. So it's like – by that time, there will be more coverage of this, but we're, we're doing this. None of us know each other's lists. Like, there isn't a cultural conversation going. I mean, there's, you know, people talking about records, sure. but there isn't. This is, in the true sense of the term, like, really trying, just operating off of our own instincts as opposed to, yeah. you know, what, what also, other people are saying. I know there's also a couple records that probably haven't come out yet that I haven't thought about. Um, I On the drive, I listened to the new Circa record. Okay, yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Okay. But, I, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, I feel bad. Like maybe if I spent more time right. on this record, it could have made my list. But, right. But that's, uh, that's what happens when you put on a record yeah. in late November. I'm scared. Yeah. that guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to go, guys. Yeah, You're missing P- that list. Yeah. Good PR move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared that the new Kenneth Lamar record is going to sneak out this year. You think that'll drop on December 23rd? I major, <laughs> I major labels know better. Major labels but, know it's like best of Christmas album time. I, I just kept hearing like late November. Yeah. Like, what if he's just like, I'm just going to put it out next Tuesday. Surprise. Like Beyonce. Yeah. Right. Who knows? And we and I, I also thought this year is interesting from our own personal life experiences where it's like we have Joey who is a new father. Congratulations. Hey, in a formal – I think I said it – I can't remember. I, I think I maybe threw you a shout out in one of the intros. But oh, hey, thanks. You, you probably didn't listen to it. Thanks. <laughs> you um, have a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're doing this here. This is real. Yeah, this is real. Wow. Yeah, no, I just record this and listen to it myself over and over. It's like the kid on Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeremy spent – how many shows did you play this year? A hundred and what was it? It's like a hundred and forty something. Right. So the, I mean, comparison to because the year before, I mean, you, you spent a lot of time on the road, but you that was also spent tracking as well. You were recording your your yeah. Favorites. Last last year was there was a fair amount of uh, of it wasn't even downtime because it was the writing and then recording and then yeah. waiting for the record to come out. Right. But but since it survived, I came out. The tour span was longer than the shows played because there was a lot of off days and like cause we, did two, we did two support tours for larger bands yep. that require off days and we chased the bus. Um, so since I survived by, we've done four U.S. tours right. in a year, which is stupid. Just a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot. And right. then, and then um, on top of that, we did Europe a couple times and, and then the crazy overseas stuff, the, the Brazil and the Japan and the Korea and all that and all of that. Um, but yeah, it's like we did the AFI tour and mm-hmm. we did the, the co-headline me without you tour. Yep. Uh, what's the other one we did? Uh, Rise, Rise against, against what, Tiger Shot. Tiger Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was a lot. Yeah. It was, it was and so a you used to be, yeah. And that's the, 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 the framing I was trying to put your life in is like this, this year has been in transit for you. So you <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, I mean, my, my situation has been relatively the same. I haven't like, you know, my listening patterns have changed as far as like 
I listen to a lot of records like in my home as sure. opposed to like what you know was maybe a year before. So, but I imagine that a lot of our tastes obviously haven't changed drastically, even though like our our life situations have been different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sat at home a lot and watched a lot of television. It's okay, and you, and you became intimately familiar with a lot Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. It's my hero. It's a great, great, great show. Don't know why he doesn't wear pants, but <laughs> it's okay. But the mom he, wears the mom wears pants, right? But then the dad doesn't. Yeah, dad doesn't. When he wears pajamas, he wears pajama pants, right? But then takes them off. There's anyone, no logic. Anyone else horny? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look under the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's dive right. Well, well let me make one more. Okay, like, please, please. One more thing about the year, please. Whereas last year, pretty much all of my favorite bands put out new records and none of them made my list, but regardless, like this year, like there wasn't aside from one band, which we'll get to, right. Uh, there weren't like records that I was like heavily anticipating. Right. That you're like, this is going to be at least a like, top five slot. I yeah. just know. Right. Yeah. They, so yeah, it was just an interesting year. And maybe that's why I thought the year was initially going to be like, uh, like oh, this year kind of sucked. Right. And then looking back, obviously it didn't, but Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's interesting. Looking at my list, yeah, no, I wouldn't call any of these a favorite band. Maybe that's why it was harder to do because there wasn't an expectation to them. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's definitely no. <clears throat> I mean, there's one in my my top ten list that I could be like, oh, I I was expecting this to be really really good, and it sure. was. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good point. Good yeah. point. I'll be here all day, guys. I know you. <laughs> I blame the shirt. <laughs> Do you want? Do you guys want to throw out the sort of uh, undiscovered gem first, or do you guys want to save that till later? Just because we are hyper aware of so much stuff, that I think that you know the records that we're going to mention in our top ten list are, are ones that are going to get coverage in a lot of places. So it's like the undiscovered gem. I think you know will lend to you know interesting discussions. I think for people that are listening to the show, and then obviously for us as well. Of like, oh, where we randomly found this man. So you, Joey. Let's let's hear what your undiscovered gem of, of 2014 was. I'll start off by saying this isn't really an undiscovered gem. That's <laughs> okay. okay, fine. But okay, but still. But I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people haven't heard this band. I'm doing a band, although I think they both releases were out this year. Okay. They're a band called Flesh World from San Francisco. I'm not familiar personally. Um, they would be, I think, interested people. That, um, I don't even know. It's a female-fronted band, and she was in a band on Slumberland, but I don't remember what they were called. Brilliant Colors. Um, no, I have no idea what that is. The guitar, I think it's the guitar yeah. player. I, the, another member was in Limp Wrist. Mm-hmm. So okay. that, that might bring... I, yeah, yeah. Sure, okay, uh, here we go. It's like, yeah, we're punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, they have a 12-inch EP that was only came out on vinyl on this label out of London, and they had a 7-inch out this later, recently on Iron Lung Records. We were at Amoeba together, and I think you pointed that out to me. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, it's like, I mean... Uh, I would call it just spooky, spooky punk stuff. That's probably not what they want to go with, but yeah. uh, it's just you know, dark post punk, like, kind of like like beast milk that type of thing. More, it's like if if White Lung was spookier. Oh, okay. um, a little more atmosphere, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's very, very good. Um, Rad. Yeah, and I think they're they're getting a little buzz. That's why I don't know if I'd call them undiscovered. Well, you're but, talking to two people here who are yeah. over our heads. Yeah, well, that's me, you know. That's, um, <laughs> that is exactly why it's ahead of the game. Yeah, I think both of you would really like it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. What, what, are, are what you about right? you, Red? Thank you. Thank you for asking, Jeremy. Yeah. This, oh. is a, this is a band from Australia. You, you, you say the band name Serious? Dex, Dexy's Midnight Runner. Yes. No, it, it, it's a- spelled C-E-C-E-R-E-S. C- C- no, like C- 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 
but they, it's serious. Oh, I've seen. I've, I've posted about that on, on social media once or twice. But I've seen that name. Yeah, so they're. Uh, I actually got clued into these guys via a devoted listener to this podcast. He just emailed me, and this is one of the reasons why I love the show because, like, you know, you can create relationships with people that I never would have spoken to before. But this guy from Australia just emailed me like, "Hey, here's these like five or six records." Shout out to Samuel Brick. I don't know if you want your last name in there, Samuel, but stranger, stranger, <laughs> you got it in there. Um, <laughs> so he just and then this band popped out at me where it was just like they kind of have you know like whatever Jimmy World mixed with a lot of the obviously like the mid 90s emo that is so in vogue right now to play but they're coming at it from like they're all in like their later 20s and like you can tell they've all played in bands like they're and they're from I think they're from Melbourne or mm-hmm. Sydney can't remember um, just but it's one of those records you listen to and you're just like holy crap the record's called I don't want to be anywhere but here. It's a full length. Came out on a label called Hobbledy Hoy down in Australia. Who's kind of like, there's whatever you can compare them to like a, a no sleep or a run for cover. Um, they're definitely like a cool label. They released Kevin Devine stuff down there in Australia. Okay. Um, and so, but yeah, just immediately took me in the same way that, you know, probably your record did where it was just like, hold why? Like, why does nobody know this? Or, totally. Or, yeah. Like that. And it just, it, it, it hits that spark of that I know all of us have when we hear something where it's just like, holy shit, like awesome, really well done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what that's what these dudes inspired in me. So awesome. Yeah. You would you both would like it. I think Joey would like it, maybe more so immediately than than you, but I know that you would still when I, when I say you, Jeremy. <laughs> maybe I'll have you text me to remind me because I will. There was a lot of words in there. There is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Serious. That's how they say the band name, but yeah, yeah. You can find them on Bandcamp, and I will, of course, include links in the show notes. It's, it's pronounced serious, but it's spelled that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming out on Top Shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Is that my second time making a Top Shelf joke about a band name? That's on pretty a, good. On podcast? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Shout out, Kevin. Shout, and Seth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Kevin and Seth, for picking weird band names <laughs> to put out. So, what's what's your undiscovered gem? Uh, again, what like Joey said, like uh, I feel like if you're if you're quote unquote in the know or pay attention to, to bands that start after other bands break up. Right. Um, if you guys listen to the everybody row band, Mm-mm. it's uh, the new Camadre band. Oh, <laughs> it's two of the dudes from Camadre. Um, it's, I feel like it picks up right where they left off in the sense of um, you saw them going down that murder city devil sort of, you know, sure. Sort of, sort of path. And uh, so this, actually has full-time keyboard in it. I have listened to this. And there's a girl who yeah. sings in the band as well, and they go wow. back and forth. I believe it's Jack who's singing. Um, okay. Uh, it's recorded great, because it's Jack. Jack surely did it, yeah. yeah. It's like his own band, so you can... Right, he's going to be like... Spend some time with it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I have a studio we can do this at. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they've only put out a 7-inch, um, and it's on Vitriol, Justin's label. Oh, right. And um, yeah, it's it's one of the things where, like, when, I feel like when it got posted, people were like, oh, shit. And then, I don't know what... If, if it actually caught on super, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to, though, because it's really, really great. They played Fest the same day that we did, but they played the same time as someone else that I promised I would go see. So right. Like, but luckily, that my, my justification was they're from California, so there's a chance they're I'll probably, see them before right. I see this other band. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, the band's called Everybody Row. It's a four-song, seven-inch, and it's very good. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Well, let's see. Look at that. We all surprised one another with good these, times. even though... You were, you guys were all quantifying your. Oh, I think people know about this, but I just means I'm cooler than you do. Yeah, that's true. And we're all cool. Does that mean that I'm cool? Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah cool. we're all cooler than yeah. each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. in our own minds. Yeah, things yeah. we already knew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you guys are dads. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that was it. You just pulled a dad joke there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Man. But see, the way I just phrased that that joke mm. shows how seated Beavis and Butthead's humor was to right. me as a child. Sure. Like, you guys are dads. Right. Like, that's, that's, yeah. like, that is direct, the direct correlation between the two. The top 10. This is what we're talking about. We'll right. start with number 10 and we'll do... I was thinking we should start with number seven. Number seven. <laughs> yeah, we'll just jump right. Let's let's Tarantino it this year. <laughs> let, let the kids uh, re-edit themselves. So put yeah. it in order. Totally. Uh, or Inception. Yeah, we'll just we'll. I don't know how that would work, but who's uh, who, wants, who, who should go first? I'll go first. Number ten, because I, I have a feeling it may be on Mr. Cahill's list, Mr. Joey's list. Mm-hmm. Run the jewels. The run the jewels. Number, number two. 10. Number ten. Huh? I know. I'm also gonna say. Number 10. Number 10? Okay, yeah. So my, my relationship with this record was... That, that's why I wanted to get out there and talk about it first, because I, I knew that... I had a feeling that you guys might be... <laughs> might be might be higher. The first LP was cool. It didn't, like, impact me. I thought you are crazy, but I, continue. Well, I wasn't... No, you're wrong, but it, that's fine. <laughs> you know, everyone has their opinion. Yours is wrong, but that's... Obviously, the complete opposite of a sophomore slump, like, or oh, having yeah. any sort of lack of inspiration, like... You could just tell that they took their last LP and they're like, oh, that was cool that people were into it. Let's dial this up to like... Knock it out of the fucking park. Totally. It's just, it's, it's, it's aggressive. It's meaningful. It's politically charged. It's like every, you feel like it's like both Killer Mike and ELP are just like firing on every cylinder possible. So yeah, I love it. If I can interject, it's just LP. Yeah, sorry. I know, LP, yeah. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) thank you. I appreciate that. Um. But yeah, love the record. Obviously, I know both of you guys love the record as well. <laughs> and you, you'll probably talk about it a little it's, bit later. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's so that's your two cents on it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I knew I had to, to sure. put that stake in that claim, so to speak. So nice. Yeah, it's number 10. Cool. Run the jewels, too. Yes. Joe, yeah. go. Uh, my number 10, and uh, I will come out and say that this became my number 10 record this morning. I bumped one record out, with a, <laughs> replaced it with another record, Bumped that out and replaced it with this record. Wow. Yes. A lot of shuffling. Yeah. Not the only shuffling on my list. Okay. We'll get there eventually. Okay. Uh, my number 10 record is Rancid Honor is All We Know. Wow. Yeah. God damn. This was one of the biggest struggles for me because this is one I wanted so badly on my top 10 list. But I was like, I just haven't found myself listening to it as much as the others, but it's so fucking good. It's, my relationship with Rancid, like Life Won't Wait is my favorite record. And then, huh. and then well... It, and out come the wolf, but yeah, those like pizza two thousands even so good. Oh, that record's what? I think it was boring. Yeah, I, didn't, I like I when didn't they switch. I like that. when they switch it up. It's so aggressive. Yeah, I don't want that. It. I don't really? want. I don't want that. But this is my favorite record since Life on Wait. Like it's short. It's it's got everything that Rancid does best. Truthfully, like it's it's, it's so it's, good. Like it sounds like is as if. And Outcome the Wolves had a, a second disc to it. And the fact that it's coming out, when did Outcome the Wolves come out? 15 years ago? 20 years ago? Oh, yeah, it was like 90. 95? I was going to say 90. Yeah, 95, 96, it's like, maybe. Let's yeah. go. Was that was like 92, 93. Yeah. 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 So it's almost 20, 20 plus years later, and like they put out a record that sounds as fresh as, like, as possible. Like, it's did, in- did they get like. The because straight up, I listened to like the first song they released, whatever this lead single. Yeah. Uh, it didn't grab me at all, and I honestly have not listened to the record. Wow, I know they because I remember they put up 
three songs. Like they, they like had a video and it was like okay. three songs in a row. Okay. And, I, and it was right after uh, we were on tour, right after a show. Uh-huh. Every, Rancid is one of the, we, we actually ended up doing a count. There's seven bands that everybody, everybody in our band <laughs> likes collectively. Dude, those are, and those are so important. Truthfully. And it, what's funny though, is when you, when we, I, I probably won't remember all seven right off the top of my head, but when I, when, if I told somebody what those seven were, it completely makes sense for, for the type of band we are. Like, you're like, okay, I hear all, all of that. It. Like from Jimmy World mm-hmm. to Converge to the National to, you know. Right. So like, it's all in there. So, <clears throat> and we, uh, Rancid, we realized, we're like, holy shit, Rancid's one of those bands. You know? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Even Nick is, likes Rancid? Nick loves Rancid. That's awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, yeah, Nick likes three punk things. Right. Like, <laughs> AFI, the Nerve Agents, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be the AFI music. connection. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. It has to be. So, so Rancid, so after the show, I get in the driver's seat and I was like, guys, Rancid put up three songs. Like, should we try it out? Because, you know, like the last few things haven't grabbed me at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, let's see how this goes. Put it on. And everybody collectively was just like, rad. What the fuck? This yeah, is it, amazing. It, it, one song is better than the next. Where I just like, where did it come from? Like, like I didn't like let the dominoes fall. Indestructible. I thought was awful. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I don't remember what was before that. Somebody one. made a call. Like maybe like Lars took the helm really hard. That's a- They've had and they have a relatively new drummer, right? He's like been in it for a while. This, okay. I think this is his second record he's been on. I think he came in between Indestructible and Let the Dominoes Fall. I know he had more of a writing influence on this one. Like I know he had, like he had. He's younger, younger, so maybe so he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yo, like I know where you guys came from." He right, right, right. Yeah. and too. whoever did it, like kudos, kudos to you because. Yeah. I never thought a ranted record would make a top 10 list True. in 2014. I, both of you saying that will obviously will inspire me to actually and listen to the, the record. It's yeah. like, Rant of, like Life Won't Wait is a long record. Mm-hmm. Like this record is 25, 30 minutes. Like oh, just wow. 14 songs, just like boom. And it, it's, it's right. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Jeremy. Yeah. yeah what do you got? Uh, Manchester Orchestra, Hope. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, Joey and I had a conversation about this record where um, when Cope came out, I loved it. It's it's fucking awesome. It's it's uh, it's very you know like full band guitar driven and everything like that. But what I what I love most about Manchester Orchestra is the quiet parts, like the really you know uh, stripped down things. And um, so as much as I liked Cope, it didn't hit me as hard as their other records had because. I feel like the back and forth between the two different sounds helps give them what makes them so special. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this record was just like all the way through very like loud rock, I was like, yeah, it's good. I, I like it a lot. It's definitely cool. But then when I saw the hope thing and it's like, Oh, it's the whole record, but stripped down, very quiet, very like, you know, tons of different instruments. I was like, okay, this will probably be really good. And then after listening to the first song, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what I, I really, really love about this band. And then I, uh, so I, I had been listening to it a lot, to that a lot. And then I went and saw them a couple of weeks ago uh, with uh, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and it was them playing the record just that way. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. This is awesome, unbelievable. Yeah. So there you go. Hope very good. Nice. I'll talk about it in a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the, I, I liked that record more so than the yeah than because coat that was the yeah okay. Yeah. And as you guys know, like Manchester has never 
has been had never been something important for me. But then, like, I saw them for the first time, like this year. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I see. No, I saw them. Um, I met up with one of the the Scott. Is that someone in the band? (laughs) I don't know. I met whatever. I I interviewed him for for Peta, and then I stuck stuck around for the show. It was at the House of Blues, L.A. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I, I mean, I never doubted their legitimacy as a band oh sure it just never grabbed you yeah yeah yeah. but but listening i if i were to ever listen to manchester it would probably be this that it's really good it is really good <laughs> i didn't put on my laptop this year somehow it's okay it's a note uh angel olsen oh for new fire okay um yeah and uh did you listen to that record at all no i know i don't i only know the the name it's uh, I, oh. I remember checking it out specifically because John Simmons posted on Instagram like at the beginning of the year, I think right when it came out, just like the cover art, and was just like, this is insane. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Right. You know, oh, I, should probably, I, love I, should, I, should, I should probably listen to that. <laughs> right. And it wasn't what I expected it to be at all. Um, you know, it had the elements of, it's like some cat power-ish sort of mm-hmm. vibe in there. But then there's there's a song or two that is specifically one so incredibly Leonard Cohen that it that he, she should almost pay him royalties for it. <laughs> Because it's it's note for note almost a Eleanor Cohen song, and but then like her vocal delivery of it almost has that Nancy Sinatra bang bang sort of vibe from the Kill Bill soundtrack. That hmm, song. Okay, but uh, it, it the record is awesome, and it made me go back and check out her other records before that. And I know she did a, a thing with uh, Tim Kinsella; mm-hmm. they put out a record together. But I, I haven't seen her live. Uh, she's playing in December. Really who put excited. out the Who put out that record? Uh, Jack. Jack Jaguar, Jaguar, Jack yeah. Jaguar, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only reason I, I think I listened to that. I remember really liking the record too, but it, it just didn't. I didn't revisit it. I just it's, listened to it once, and it was really good. Yeah, it's that's one of those records too that that, that uh, I really, really was infatuated with it when it came out, and then I, you know, more things came out, and I sort of stopped listening to it. Yeah, and then I would scroll past it on my phone or my iPod or whatever, and just be like, ah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, this is still great. Yeah. So, so uh, it needed to make the list. It's nice. Awesome. I'll check it out. Yeah, super good, super super good. Uh, then how about you, Joey? And then we'll we'll keep bouncing oh, wow. back. Yeah, little we'll round robin. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number nine record is uh, Boston Strangler Fire. Okay, I just got that in the mail yesterday. Have you listened to it? I have not. Holy crap! Really? It's I, I did because I just like I don't know. I was like I I don't even care about checking it out because obviously the amount of hype that gets poured into every Boston Strangler. Well. This obviously there's a few yeah, there's <laughs> a few releases, but really the yeah. second record. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, for a big, I mean, it's just like negative approach, just like eighties right. style hardcore, and it's. But there's just something different about it to me that, like, I don't know what it is that like makes it okay. special. Yeah, but it. it's yeah. it, it's just awesome. It's so fucking good. And okay, just pissed and yeah, it's. And there's not, I mean, it's, it sounds like an eighties hardcore record. Yeah. So there's not no really much. Yeah. They're not changing the formula. No, but it's just, and I, I mean, I think like, you know, I don't know if I would call it a marketing campaign or like the whole, like <laughs> the fact that like what they do, like the label does with these records, like it's crazy to me, like the, how insane it is like to find, like it is sell out instantly. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny it's, because I, Boston Strangler always makes me think of like, obviously the days in which you know, whatever, mid nineties to late nineties, where it's like, you know, bands like whatever the swarm where it's like, they would release, you know, that their 10 inch or seven inch and like, they would blow through like three or 4,000 copies. Like, and the world would not know, like you just all of a sudden be like, Oh yeah. wow. Like everybody has that record now. And it's like, but now it's like, you know, when you saw it of like 
you know, pressings of a record. It's like a, you know, labels make a big deal out of it. And then it's like, now you're just kind of like, oh, like that's standard. But then it's like back, back then when it was like less trackable, it was like, but it kind of, cause this is just like, I mean, they sold it themselves and then Deathwish had a copy. They, they put it on like fun with smack on their site. They put a handful there. Then like, like the last record they would, they gave copies to like, sorry, state grave mistake. Mm -hmm. And and then this year, like Deathwish got some, Grave Mistake got some. They just like give handfuls to other distros. Yeah, and yeah. Just, they just seed it out there. And, but they're just. And then they're Last just, time you and I saw each other, you were like, uh, you told me that you had just ordered from, from Deathwish. Yes. And then that next day, I was like, oh, I should probably order that record. And, I, and it said coming soon. I was like, fuck, they sold out of it. So I yeah. hit up Rich and was like, is there any change? <laughs> Can we <laughs> pull that from someone's order? Thankfully, he ended up having a couple laying around. So it was uh, nice and But it's but. just, it's, yeah, it's, it's just so cool. Like, I'm guilty of it. Like, Oh, pre-orders up at this time, like yeah, yeah. And now it's like, but with like these records, it's like you need to know that when it's happening, mm-hmm. sure, or you're gonna miss out. It's like yeah. And then there's like that band Hinkwood, and um, I have both of the records. But same thing, like the record just like they put them up and they just sell out instantly. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Well, they're 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 creating they're creating the demand out of that. Do you think they're even gonna repress the record? Probably not, right? Like it's, it seems he like, said repress in the works, but I imagine what they do is obviously, I mean, they make it scarce for a reason. A reason yeah. And then obviously it's like once the demand meets it, where they're like, okay, like now we can sell another thousand records. Like, yeah. Or cause it was like for the first record, they, they, there's 3000 of them, but it was like, they didn't initially put up 3000. Yeah. 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 They put Pressing up plants are so quick these days. It's so yeah. He'll, you might as well just like, yeah, yeah, keep yeah. them, keep them turning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, look for the repress you, in 2018. Have you noticed that the spine on the Boston Strangler record, I don't know if the first one because I don't have the first one. If it's the same way, but it's, I can sell you for 150 bucks. <laughs> it's uh, it it looks like purposely like the the band Boston, like it's it has the same oh the like, font. <laughs> it's the same font. Wow, and it, that's and hilarious. It, and it uh, it has like the same like top design kind of thing. Oh wow, I where I looked like I looked at it, I was just like. Like, is this, this the wrong one? This purposely looks like a Boston record. That's really funny. And then, huh. funny enough, I own that record. That the you're like, let me record. compare the two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which funny. I'll never listen to because uh, you could walk by a, a bar and you'll hear yeah, yeah, the of song. Course. Yeah, but yeah. more than a feeling is a song I, that we. I all don't even. Know. I don't even walk by bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> sure, whatever. Okay, Boston Strangler. Boston Strangler. Fire. And that record. It's straight fire. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Aren't you married to... Oh, yeah. Uh, full disclosure. Yeah, let's say, uh, good the, job. The drummer is my wife's brother. But that Joey's has nothing to do. Joey is... He's also in a million other bands. That you're biased. Yeah. Currently standing behind Joey with a gun to his head. Currently be like, this is going to make or break our, yeah. our record. Hopefully this happens. Our already sold out record. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the complete opposite side of Boston Strangler... I've chosen for number nine for me, the Gone Girl soundtrack. As anybody that's paid attention to my previous ranting and ravings on soundtracks, like that's just something that I've become completely, completely immersed in. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross do this soundtrack as well, which they've done the previous David Fincher movies. Absolutely adored the movie. And the soundtrack is just, it's not as uh, compelling, I guess, as like if you were to just, if you were to not see the movie and just be like, hey, I'm going to listen to the Gone Girl soundtrack. (laughs) probably not going to mean anything to you it's less song based or structured than like the social network or the girl with the dragon tattoo once you see the movie and then 
you start to listen to the soundtrack, it's just so, it, not only is it visceral, but it just evokes those emotions of those particular scenes. And it's just, oh, I absolutely adore it. It's a, such a, such a good soundtrack. It's like the perfect companion piece, not only to the movie, but then just seeing how Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are able to like take all of their talents as musicians and be like, Hey, like we're re- like compliment the movie. What's interesting is I just finally saw the movie mm-hmm. uh, last week and I remember thinking halfway through it, I haven't even noticed the soundtrack. Yeah, yet. it's Whereas, way more subtle. Yeah, way yeah. more subtle. Which and so it's, in my mind, I was like, "Is this, is this is, good? Is this the soundtrack that's even worth listening to?" Yeah, like, yeah. Really even there. So that makes me actually want to totally. To it. And and I because sometimes you see a movie and you like it so much, and then you listen to the soundtrack, you're like, "Oh, I do actually remember he's like this happening." Or totally. This, yeah. So totally. Yeah. There's one the. the the one scene, it's like the second song on the soundtrack. It's called Sugar Storm. And that's like, you know, when she walks in through the, the alleyway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I want to be in a sugar storm. It, it, incredible. I mean, everybody wants to walk through that. But that when you, the moment that song starts. What's that? <laughs> I didn't know that was actually a thing. Like when, when they were, I was like, what? what the f- I know. I didn't know. I mean. Like pollution? You're just like pollution <laughs> on her face? Like that's not sexy. <laughs> but yeah, that, the, yeah, but that particular song on there was just like, oh man. But yeah, so good. Anyways. That's cool. the complete opposite yeah, of the Boston Strangler. Couldn't be further. But that's that's why we do this. Yeah. Uh, I will dive into eight, and then we'll continue the round robin. Iron Sheik. Okay. The constant one. The wrestler? No. Oh. Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, Iron Sheik the, it was released this on Bridge cool. Nine. Not the wrestler, Joey. Um, it's a record I forgot about. Yeah. Because I mean, the record came out, I think, in February. Yeah, it was early. It was very early in the year. I... But it, it was one of those things that I, I, whatever, I wouldn't listen to it for like a month. And then I would be like, oh, I need, I need to listen to that record again. It's, I mean, there's nothing different from Iron Cheek than Ladderman. Like, it's basically the same thing. And Reviver. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They it's, all just have that in their genes. Like, hey, let's continue writing songs that are all catchy and have the same beat to them. And, and they, but it's like with Iron Cheek, I feel it's like they've just, it's incrementally better than everything, you know, that, that, that they've done. Where it's just like, it's not like this leaps and bounds. Like, you've reinvented, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, gruff pop punk. Like, they haven't. They do it so well that, you know, it even motivated me to go see them when they played like, you know, in Pomona, VLHS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just great. I mean, it was like, you know, 150 kids in the room and just, you know, people yelling at the top of their lungs and everything that we obviously love about you know, sure. that sort of style of music. But they just, yeah, that record. I think a lot of people will forget about that record. And that's why I was like, I, I have to put this in here because it just, I really did examine my list from like a listenability factor of like how many times I actually listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this definitely, like I couldn't leave it out. So that was a really I, important I got, record. I got the record when it came out. I remember listening to it a few times and I liked the seven inch that was before it. That sure. I did. Yeah. Um, but I think I got that LP the same time as a few other things and it just sort of didn't, totally didn't get the play it deserved, but it can, I, I will it, revisit it. It can definitely blend in, in, in not a bad way, just in a way that you're like, oh, this is kind of what I expected. And yeah. this was like, again, you're not reinventing the wheel, but sure. it's like, they just, they, they, they have that down. To, they have that sound down to a science. Yeah. I've never listened to it. Okay, you would. Lo- I know I would. Yeah, you like you like Reviver and you like yeah. You like you love Ladderman. No, you didn't. I've, I've never, I was never like a. Oh, okay. I mean, I like Ladderman, but I wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't no. get on top of buildings and shout their name. The only no. there was only one record that I really cared about the. Uh, the and everywhere you go, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, the high, yeah. The high five record. Yes, yeah. that record is <laughs> so good, so good, so so good. You would. I'm sure I would. You would. Um, no, it would, it would, it's easily a, you know, 
summer record like windows rolled down just you know you, you and the kid. Tell me about it now, isn't it, right? Well, you got plenty of time. Plenty Let's of time to be honest, it's California. It's going to be like 80 degrees. Yeah, I actually, it is. I know the weather's going to be it 80 degrees sucks. again. Yeah, fuck that. Anyways, what's your number eight, Joey? Um, my number eight is a record that I'm assuming will be talked about later. Single Mother's Negative Qualities. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm, I won't say too much, um, but I will say that I feel like a lot of records um, – are hindered because they didn't come out a month ago. <laughs> sure. And this is a record that came out not that long ago. And it just has stuck with me since it came out. I just kept listening to it, kept listening to it. And I was at first I was like, Oh, this is cool. And I would just keep revisiting it. And it just mm-hmm. every time just fell more and more in love with it. And, yeah. <clears throat> Especially for all of the trials and tribulations that the band went through to get the record out. I mean, I'll speak to it because of, I mean, the, one of my good friends helped track like the drums for the record and the, that entire session got thrown out mm-hmm. and it was, yeah, it, they just went through hell because they essentially had a full LP recorded and that was like not sufficient for all of the business interests of the band. And I mean, fortunately the record that they came out with is what it did because the, the first version of it from what I understand was definitely a more polished version. Yep. I don't know if you agree with that sentiment, yeah. Jeremy since you're close to the matter as well. Um, <laughs> but so it's... I'm so happy that they... Re- that they I don't almost say they recorded the record three times. But, yeah. But yeah. I, I hung out with them when they were recording with Joby and, and your boy. Yep. And uh, it was just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. They, they showed up with like nothing really written. And yeah. there's no polite way of saying that they're... Uh, not the most organized band <laughs> on earth. Right. Um, yeah. Understatement. Uh it's it's a frustratingly good record. I'll come back to this. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, come yeah, back yeah. to this. Yeah, it just I wasn't expecting to because I like the seven inch, but I wasn't expecting that the record would make my list. And sure. So I'm pleasantly surprised. That's awesome. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's good to see that that hard like again, putting their heads down and being able to create that piece of work was not easy, like Jeremy will say. <laughs> yeah. Um So what's your number eight, Jeremy? Future Islands records called records called singles. Um, <laughs> so, something tells me the three of us probably like that record. Uh, Joey was actually the one who 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 pushed this record on or pushed the band on to me. He was hey. like, he was like, hey, did you watch that uh, Future Islands thing on um, Letterman? Letterman. Yeah. And I think they're the first band in a really really long time that I can remember someone saying. Have you watched their performance on a TV show? Right. Like that, and that's such a rare thing to have uh, be the starting point of a lot of people's career. These days. That's like Beatles stuff. Like, hey, did you yeah. see you know, the Beatles on... Uh, Ed Sullivan Show. Ed Sullivan Show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, I know that's like a really long stretch to compare it to, but, but it was that sort of thing where it's like, hey, this band, I think, got a lot of attention because of this. I mean, everything, they sounded great, the performance was great, and then Letterman's reaction got everybody stoked. Yeah. Like, the, that's, the eccentric performance. I, yeah. I don't remember a time, another time that that's happened for me. We'll, Where we'll, 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 we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah that's a whole, we could do a whole different podcast on that, I think. But, yeah, so, like, you know, you see the singer, and you're like, okay, this guy's clearly a crazy person with mm-hmm. with the element of, like, Tom Jones and him that you're like, this is unbelievable. So uh, I picked up the record, and that and that first song, just such a banger. Mm-hmm. Um there's not a person I know who doesn't love that song. You know, it's, one, it's just one of those. Um, and uh, we had, a, on, we were on tour in Europe and we had a day off. We played uh, Leipzig 
and we had a day off the next day and we looked and we saw that Future Islands was playing the same venue that we were playing that we had just we were playing that night right. the next day and our drive was like three hours we're like we're staying okay, let's stay in town and go see Future Islands tomorrow so we did uh, and uh, they were awesome and then at the end of that tour we played Primavera which they were also on mm-hmm. and um, we tweeted at them like after the Leipzig show and ended up uh, hanging with them a bit at Primavera and they were like coolest dudes like nice. incredible performance like they come from you know they're one another one of the bands where you could tell they come from punk rock like they get it that's kind great of thing. so uh yeah great great fucking record i i haven't really gotten into the previous stuff really yet uh yeah. it doesn't hit me as hard as, as no but i'm excited to see like what the next thing will be for them yeah so uh, i have something that i have to assume that more will be said about on this record in this podcast but uh, maybe i'm just gonna not <laughs> uh, cool. So there you go. Number eight. Number and number seven. Right back to you, Jeremy. Did you do? Oh yeah, you did do number eight. Yes, you did. I did number eight. We're round robining it. Ritual mess. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. Vile, vile art. Yep. Uh, I think this record excited the three of us because we're old. Right. Um, <laughs> it did. Yeah. What? And there's a funny story about this, also involving Joey Cahill, is that hey. I. Uh, I had like two weeks before he brought it up to me, went to the clean plate site and they have like an, uh, 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 store. V, how do you say store, that? Store in V store or whatever. V, what, store in V or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck that thing is. Right. Um, it's the most hard thing to say. To navigate. Right. Um, and to navigate. <laughs> You're just like, I, th- I thought I was logged in. Wait, <laughs> I, what is I, this? My cart's empty now. Oh man. Oh, man. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. There's like a hundred, Will Killingsworth bands that I've never, never even heard of, and you're selling your seven inches for like two dollars. So I was like, sure. or your cassettes for like a dollar fifty. So I loaded up on just so many things I'd never heard of before. Um, I went there initially to get, yes, the Orchid reissue um, oh, the or, or the Totality, yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. thing on vinyl because um, they had like the the color version of it. So I ordered that, and I was like, oh, like I need another Failure shirt, so I'll I'll order that. And then I was like, oh, what are these bands? And I didn't read any of the descriptions. I was just like, oh, Will Killingsworth man. Got it. Right. I'll pick it up. Oh, this thing is new. And then Joey was like, did you check out the new Orchid band? I was like, what is it? And he was, he, I'm like, what are you talking about? So Ritual Mess is like uh, three-fourths three fourths of Orchid, mm-hmm. which was a band that is one of the best of that era by far um, that you would never imagine would ever do a reunion. No. And I know you say it's, it's easy to say that but it's also hard to say that now in 2014 because bands that you never thought would play are playing now. Yeah, right. So um, I remember the article was like, Orchid just did the coolest reunion ever where they actually didn't reunite. They just wrote a fucking ripping record. <laughs> totally. Uh, under under a different band. Under a different band yeah. name. Yeah, it's like Will Killingsworth guitar uh, playing with a uh, singer dude's voice on top of it. Yeah. Um, and to those who, I'm sure there's, who won't have any idea who I'm talking about when I say Will Killingsworth. He's a guitar player who uh, constantly is in a million bands uh, from Amherst, Massachusetts, uh, but uh, played in this band Orchid that influenced a ton of bands, um, including my own. Uh, so it's always exciting to see what he's doing. So uh, getting getting this version of her almost like a reunion. I know they probably hate to hear that, but they know no. what they did. Well, yeah, they, they totally know what they did. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and because they obviously it wasn't like there wasn't a big to do about it. Yeah, it just the record came out. Well, yeah, I saw someone post it on Tumblr, and I was like, oh, like members of Orkin. I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Not the singer because yeah. Why right. would the singer do a band that sounds like right. where he's screaming sure. again? And then I listened to it. I was like, this is all like the fucking singer. Yeah. 
then I did, yeah, did a little research, but like, but like oh, that's it. To end that story, he was like, I've been checking that. And then I, I was like, wait a minute. I already ordered this. I have it. Like, it's, it's, it's in transit. It's, yeah, it's in, yeah, it's in transit. They had a seven inch tube that was before, and the seven inch is, is as good, if not better, than the, than the LP. Yeah. Um, yeah, I honestly forgot to put like this record could have made my top ten, but so I forgot. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't. It's, it was one of those records that was like fringe, right? That's on. It's in my phone, but yeah. didn't didn't make the the top ten. And then I sure. also found that the singer, uh, orchid singer, Rachel Ness singer, also is in another hardcore band who's I ordered their LP and their seven inch band called Violent Bullshit. Oh, that's oh. his band. Yeah, nice. And that and it has like a dude from like Lasave Fav in it too. And, but it's like playing hardcore, and you're like, wait a minute, this is oh, like, shit. Oh, this is yeah. really fucking good. That's so, a, I need to make up a note on my phone. That's great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the records are pretty inexpensive. So yeah, like, clean plate site. Dive, dive into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, Violent, the Violent Bullshit was on. I think it's like on a big cartel, and then the LP is on some other weird site. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, uh, Ritual Mess, check it out. It's uh, one of the few like very aggressive records i think this nice. year that, that that really grabbed you yeah yeah that's awesome yeah the failures record also was very good. that record that, was really good yeah but you know that's that's like a example of of if it ain't broke don't fix it you oh know? totally like, yeah mark mccoy like, constantly just being yeah, like yeah. hey i could still hey, make every, records that sound right. like the oath every every so often here we'll, we'll pull one of these things out sure yeah, cool exactly having gone this is a side note real quick i'm currently cataloging all, cataloging all my records and Realizing how many Youth Attack records I have and how many Mark McCoy bands. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you guys get that uh, the newest Ancestor Seven Inch? Did you listen to that? Uh, did you uh-uh. know about that band? No. Uh, it's like his. It's funny to say you don't even want to use the word abrasive with him because anything the man does is insanely abrasive. But yep. this band is like laughably abrasive. <laughs> okay. where, where you're like, this isn't even music. This is just <laughs> this is just screaming feedback with like unaudible music behind it but the seven inch because you know youth attack has crazy packaging right they put in one of those things that like uh if you were to open up a a a, a, a like mm. a card like a um, green card or something like that and it has the music that plays inside oh of it. yeah yeah so there's a button in it that i didn't know was there and i had like uh i got all my new records and I like stacked them up against the wall which activated this <laughs> and and it just screams it, it it's like yeah yeah. For like three minutes straight, <laughs> and I was in a panic. Like, is this gonna turn off? You're like, what's like, that? Yeah, do I need to throw this out? Because and the band, the the LP that uh, was before it, they, you know how you text sells really wacko shit sometimes, but um, they sold a nightmare inducing pillow that had that same sort of button in it that would just scream. Oh my god! And, and it was like some like it was some like I think it was like a ridiculously priced item too, but of sure. course sold out instantly. Of course. Wow. But uh, there's, there's a band on TP called Ancestors. Yes. Uh, Daniel Poliot plays in it. And, yep. Uh, everything. Apparently, Mark McCoy wrote them. I almost want to say it was a handwritten letter because they both have the same name. Uh-huh. And it just says, it just said, I don't give a fuck if you don't give a fuck. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. How sick is that? That like, is amazing. That's like the coolest yeah, thing just, ever. I'm going to be on a level with you. Yeah. You don't care. I don't care. Yep, that's that's, awesome. that's the coolest way to handle it. Yeah, of course. Just, uh, just hey, I don't give a fuck if you don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then of course, like that, yeah, they don't care. They're like awesome. That's the thing to have to worry about. Let's it. exist yeah. together. <laughs> like two kinds of music that would never be on the same show. So yeah, yeah. Let's not worry about it. Absolutely perfect. That's amazing. That's amazing. all right. What's your number seven, Joey? Um, my number seven is a record we've discussed. Uh, Manchester Orchestra. I'm okay. going to cheat a little and say 
Both of them. Hope and cope. Oh, okay. Oh. Combo. Combo yeah. deal. Because if there was no hope, it probably wouldn't have made my list. But I do like cope a lot. Sure. And this is the, the one record. Yeah, the one record on my list that last year I was like, oh, New Manchester's coming. Like, see you in my top ten. Top ten, yeah. Um, And when, like, because, yeah, like Jeremy was saying, the highs and the lows of their stuff is, like, what really I think makes them special. Like, and their, their louder stuff is good. So, like, when it was this, like, Cope is pretty much all loud, and it was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't bummed, but I wasn't, like, blown away like the other three records. Um, so, Hope, yeah. Pretty and much would you agree hope. also that, that hearing Hope, uh, you realize, like, oh, maybe the louder version of this is actually better. Which yeah, and that's, and that's kind of why, yeah. like, I'm putting them together. You, like, you, yeah, you could maybe, like, I'd like combine. to make a sick mixtape of, right, uh, right. of the record. To combine to yeah. some super like your own version of the, like right. if you, yeah exactly like if chope. you could chope out the record, yeah. Ch- chope right that's what chope. you call it chope <laughs> but yeah like they're both great I would say hope is probably better but I enjoy both got it so that's why they are both number seven and what's what I also think is it compliments hope is that it, there's a lot of bands that could have done what they did um, with like a oh we'll just do like acoustic versions of it and then it it would seem like they probably did it in a weekend you can tell like a lot of work well that's what I was so wondering was, was this, it was not was this like a, a like a planned thing like we're gonna release Cope now and release Hope a few months later like did they do or was it like it's a good question yeah. I, like, I, think, I have a feel I have a feeling it was it, it's I mean that band's not a backlash but like was where people yeah. like where's the quiet parts and they're like you want quiet parts here's yeah. all the quiet parts yeah I have a feeling that was probably deliberate on their part in the sense of like. Not a reaction, but like a plan. You okay. Know? I don't know. I mean, that's just a guess. I'm just pure conjecture. Yeah. But they're they're the type of band that I it does see. If if anyone else would would like did it, be like, oh, okay. But like yeah, yeah, when yeah. I when I saw that they're doing, it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, right. makes perfect sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you uh, do you Jeremy would invoke a uh, a um, a name drop slash just guest star of of trying to just for no reason FaceTime Andy Hall right now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he answers. <laughs> hey, we're recording a podcast right now, dude. We're trying to get to the bottom of this thing. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm with uh, with my friend uh, Joey Cahill. This, this gentleman right here. Hello. And uh, my, yeah, good. How are you? And my friend uh, Ray Harkins, right Hi. here. Hello. Hi. Hey. Um, every every year, the three of us do uh, do the do a podcast on our favorite records of the year. And um, and uh, hope slash cope has has made the list uh, for two of us. And discussing the record, um, we're we're wondering if you went into writing uh, cope knowing you were going to do hope, or was that an afterthought? We knew the, the plan was to try. Basically, we didn't know what genre we wanted the album to be. Sure. So we would come up with these songs, and we would try them in like three or four different types of genres. And then eventually, we thought, all right, we'll just go full speed to the left, and we'll go slow speed to the right, you know, or pretty speed or whatever. Um, sure. See, so yeah, it was definitely calculated that it would be one full kind of double album-ish thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah, because we're, we're saying, like, it seemed, you know, most bands would have just been like, okay, I'm going to just do an acoustic version of this, and it seemed kind of throwaway, whereas you guys actually did the 
the full-scale, tons of instruments, really thought-out version of the record, which which is rare and which obviously made us all like it very much. Oh, that's, yeah, that, thank you. Um, I think, yeah, there's too many of those, like, this band goes back and does this album acoustic and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Well, that's uh, that. That was the question. Thanks for thanks awesome. for answering that. You're very, very welcome. Sorry, I couldn't get there earlier. I was covered in baby shit. <laughs> Story of my life, man. Yeah, jo- Joey recently I see, had a kid. I see the one-year-old balloon in the background. I know there's some struggle there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my kid my kid's three and a half, so it, I, I've passed the shit struggle. But I feel you, dog. But, but minus so minus three. seven months, so oh, yeah. Boy, mine's <laughs> yeah, we do. There's some dark times. It's a continuum. <laughs> oh, man. enjoy. Have a have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. 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 Now it's to me, number seven. It's the nothing record. Guilty of everything. Another record I really wanted to have on my list. I fought with this one. Yeah, I like. I really enjoyed the record. Um, and then I saw them live. It in. They're just. They're the type of band. Like you can tell, they just don't give a fuck. Like in any aspect of like professionalism or like the way that they want to be viewed. They don't like, they're just like, whatever, dude, like we're just, we're a band. We're dirty, filthy dudes. Like we can, you know, barely tour. Like, like they just seem like at any moment they're going to fall apart. Sure. And in, in many respects, especially because the type of, I mean, the fact they decided to release a relapse, the fact that like, you know, everybody is talking about this record. Like there's so many things that go against everything that the band sounds like. <laughs> It just it, it endears me to them more, and that's why like the the record, all those things add up to me just having to put this record in my top ten. Um, and they just they were so good live too. Just from it's not even so much the volume because obviously that's like what yeah. bands like this try to make you feel is just go deaf. But there was a lot of nuance in what they did there. Like you can hear the songs; it's not just like you know white noise. Where'd you see them? They played at the Constellation Room. Okay. With uh, were and youth code and okay. and were by the way was atrocious was hmm. absolutely awful and it bummed me out because when I was, when was the show this was I want to say summertime summertime twenty fourteen so oh wow okay. January or June or July okay so yeah they were like I I I've, was, I've seen war go through so many transitions I know where, where you're like okay this this was rough or this was totally whatever. I I, legit- I had heard that they had got their shit straight. So. Yeah, this was this was before Sway came out. So like, I I legitimately I I was so confused by the their performance. I I texted Merrick and I was like, Hey Merrick, how come the band was so bad? I was like, What what's the deal? And he was like, Oh yeah, they're just they're they're piecing it together right now. So but anyway, and this he did he had no business interest in them at that time. But yeah, it was uh it was very confusing. But anyways, that's we're not talking about where we were well, talking about nothing. Well, but I'll jump in real quick yes. about Youth Code. Yes, not on my list, but that new Youth Code EP is. Okay. It's so good. I've, I've, I've heard that as well. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm blown away by by the, <laughs> Nothing's fan base in a way. Because mm. you're like, there's a lot of like thug dudes repping Nothing hard. But yes. it's like the softest band. It's completely it's soft. It's so soft. And completely. It's, it, it, it grabbed me because there's elements of like, I don't even want to put them in like a shoegaze sort of thing because I feel like it has more like a '90s hum. Totally, yeah. It sounds yeah, yeah. like hum to me. And they've got, yeah, they've got. They obviously have the grunge element to it, and it's yeah. like they're they're introspective in this sort of shoegazy way, but not in the like, oh, 
we're, we're really precious about it. It's like, no, man, they're just, they want to be a loud band. I think they're much more interesting than a lot of the, I agree. the I'm also, stuff. I'm also blown away by it. Cause I remember when the, when the first thing came out on a 389 mm-hmm. at, I, I, for some reason, DJed a show that they played. It was Bad Punchers, Nothing, and Were. Okay. The smell. Sure. And, uh, and I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, see what this is all about. I knew it was like, dude from Horror Show. Mm, yes, exactly. And I remember like, Nikki Money, free Nikki Money. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, this, okay, this is, this is fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then this new record came out and just everybody, it was just like, instantly everybody was on board. Like, yeah. It, it, it shows, I think, that like, Great artwork, great presentation. All of a sudden, you just get people. It just yeah. keys in, yeah. All, all those things work together. That A three nine record, which I could not sell to save my life at the record store shop, yep. is now a like, highly sought after. Highly yeah, sought after, even today. reissued as well. Yeah, they reissued it as well. So, yeah, yeah. Amy Madden. I didn't pick it up originally. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it's funny. I saw them at the Roxy play with Ceremony. Oh yeah. And, um, Roxy, pretty good sound, pretty mm-hmm. good sound system. You know. Yep. Uh, they start setting up. You know, they're checking, they're doing like the quick line check. And of course the sound guy instantly says, uh, you're going to need to turn that guitar down. <laughs> yeah, of course. Which then made them click into the first song. They just were like, like, yeah. it, but not in like a way where they, you could tell they were like, fuck this guy, let's go. Yeah. In a way where they're used to doing that because they're, that's going to be this, what the sound guy says. So right. did you hear vocals that night? No, yeah. No, not so much. much. Yeah, yeah. But was it still good? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. It, just, it made me laugh so hard. You yeah, know, yeah. It's like, oh, they deal with this every single show. <laughs> right. This is what's like, happening. Oh, you're gonna need to turn that guitar down. Click, click, click. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Like, oh, they that they just disrespected that sound guy in the best way. They did. I feel like this is going to be the record that's on mm-hmm. most people's lists. Sure. I agree. Like the one record that unifies everyone yeah i agree Although i definitely think it but yeah yeah it's, a, it's in, prin- in principle it's yeah. like everybody should agree on this record yeah it's yeah. a cool record um almost like i'll let everyone else speak for how great this is but i don't I, you know there's a lot of other records i like yeah, yeah. Yes. no for sure yeah. yeah i agree and that's why i was like i was like ultimately i'm like i i think i just need to put this in there just for my own again i just listened to it a shitload and it's like like even when i said prior to recording i was like this is going to be on someone's list yes yeah, yeah, it was and in my head i was like yes it's going to be on my list <laughs> uh i'll dive into number six the sun kill moon record benji the again just pure listens it, it has one of the most heartbreaking first tracks this is a track called clarissa it basically just talks about how does she explain it all boom uh, be here all night that's well. She, she died in the song. Do no, seriously, Ray? I'm going to be I, here all I, night. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank goodness I was looking for some stand-up comedy. Um, yeah, I've always. I mean, Mark Kozik, Like, obviously, people have dividing opinions of him now because he's you know being a dick, a dick to a lot of people. Um, I, whatever. I mean, that's neither here nor there for this particular record because this record came out before a lot of that happened. Sure. Um, I've always loved his stuff. I've I've always respected. I mean everything that he's put out musically, but this record was just so, um, yeah, it was just so, I mean, raw in like the best way possible. You could tell that he was just like, well, I'm, I'm mining my own personal experiences. Everything that a sort of singer songwriter record should be is exactly what this sun kill moon record is. And that's why I think like, that's what differentiates this from a lot of his solo stuff or, you know, red house painters and everything else he's done. Um, but yeah, I just think this is kind of like, if he decides to not put, another sun kill moon record out and this is it be like this is good good you've, way you've, to go you've, out you've accomplished what i think you're trying to do with this particular you know alter ego of yourself or whatever sure. so yeah i really really like it 
I haven't listened to the record. Uh, I've been, well, I've, I've listened to it in fragments. And yeah. I've, I've liked what it is, but yeah. It's, it's not, it, it's definitely not, I mean, it's not an easy listen because most of the songs are like between five to seven minutes long. And that's yeah. usually what Sun Kill Moon songs are. Um, so it's not just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll pop this pop in. This on and, uh, yeah, not at all. Not at all. So it's definitely an experience. And especially, I mean, if you don't get, if it, the first song doesn't grab you, nothing's really going to change. Sure. Um, but that's like the, just the, the best intro for it. So loved gotcha. it. Awesome. Number six for you, Jay. Um, number six for me is a record from a band called Always. It's self-titled. Um, the This turned me off, brought me back in. Always is spelled with two Vs and not a W. It's on polyvinyl. Okay. Um, not Pop Shelf. <laughs> hey I can't wait to send this to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, it's female-fronted. Um I describe it as more interesting best coast. Um, like there's just more interesting things that they do. I think musically, like not nothing against best coast, but they just best coast is what it is. About this record, but I, I never, I it's, forgot to listen to it. It's just fun. It's yeah, it's, it's great. I, you listen to it. Mm-mm. No, I haven't listened to it. Well, well. We should both listen to it. Perfect. It's great. That's what, um, that's what you're here for. Yeah. No, I really enjoy it. Um, Does it have like a California vibe of like yeah. best coast? No, and that's what I mean. Not and that's where I think they there's like different elements that it's not just like right. we smoke weed and hang out in California. Right. I feel like polyvinyl only really gets my money with like reissue stuff. So that's that can that's kind of what like I was so surprised about because I see you know poly, I see they put out new records and I was like okay but then um, this was recommended to me and I was like all right I'll, I'll check it out and then just was instantly like. Oh, this is really fucking good. <laughs> this is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's. You love Decibel. I fucking love yeah. oh, that band, yo. There you go. Yeah, that's that. You want to talk about two great records? That's true. Yeah, you I just remember the band that no one gave a <laughs> no, fuck about, <laughs> not at all, except me and Vicky Rev. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember uh, going to see them with the elected and and uh, having just a great time. Turn out. Real poor. Real poor, yeah. Like, didn't have the draw. (laughs) But yeah, uh, if anyone's listening and wants to check out the band Decibelly, I recommend going to the use section of any record store. Yeah, you'll find it for 50 cents. Let's say if you got a dollar to spend, you'll get two copies. (laughs) Uh, No disrespect. Fucking Mm. great, great records. Pause, I need to pee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anti iced coffee and uh, this. And you're rifling through it, no problem. So back with your number six, Jeremy, after Uh, your pee break. Yeah. Um, this was a hard record for me to have be this far into, like, you when you consider six far into the list. Right. Ten. But I wanted this record to be higher up in the list, but there's just so, again, there's, like, so many great records this year, but, uh, the Pianos Become the Teeth record. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, goddamn. Uh, they're, they'll forever to me, I hope this is the record that actually gives them, like, that extra big push up because I feel like of the, the, the bands that sort of all exist in this world, mm-hmm. they're, they've always been sort of the underdogs. Sure. Um, and they shouldn't be because, uh, to be frank, I think they're better than all of us. Everyone. I think they're better than <laughs> you. You said, else. you said something when I can't remember. It was a previous podcast or something where you said some, one of the funniest things and I've, I can never get out of my head where you're just like, Oh yeah, like they're they're like they're kind of like touche, except like yeah, Kyle can sing. Like I, like, yeah. <laughs> like you just it was so 
It was. It was. When, it was, I, yeah. when, when they when we did the split and it was the first time he sang, right. I just remember uh, being angry. But right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, huh? Oh, well, that must be nice. Um, it's like, oh, you yeah. have, you you've never sang before, and and you sound like uh, a potentially not tone deaf Connor Oberst. Right, like, right. That's that's nice. Yeah. Um, so I knew what they were planning with this record. Um, you know, they're, they're one of those bands that, that we're very, very close with. And they were like, yeah, you know, we're starting to write. Uh, and them speaking very nervously about having it maybe just be singing. They're like, oh, I hope people still like us. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've always been very, very much like worrywarts, like about yeah. everything. Um, which is, you know, it shows that they care, which is it's just completely fine. But you have all of us being like, you have nothing to worry about. Right. <laughs> Your band, just band is so fucking good. And also, this is one of those things where what they described, what they were trying to write with this record, you always hear bands be like, yeah, yeah, we're trying to do this kind of a thing. We're trying to do this kind of thing. We've been guilty of it. Everyone's been guilty of it. They fucking nailed exactly uh-huh. what they described. They were like, yeah, it's going to be like the National Meets Appleseed cast. Guess what the record sounds like? Right. <laughs> that, but, and even like the drumming on it, like Dave is one of the most incredible drummers, if not the most incredible drummer that I personally know. Like he's, a monster. Um, obviously, he's given these very tame songs to play on, and the biggest fear when that happens is that you're going to get a drummer who's going to overplay on it, and sure. it's going to sound. It's just going to take you out of the moment because you're like, "This is yeah, like, chill, I chill out back yeah. there." Yeah, like, I know, I know you're means, probably so. yeah, I know you're probably bored, but but you can you know scale it back. He came he came up with some of the most insanely creative mm-hmm. uh, ways to play on these very, very calm songs that you're, it's, it, it's not fair. Yeah. It's absolutely outrageous. So, um, the record is incredible. Um, I think it's going to be the record that defines the band at this point, which is great. Yeah. It's going to be their third record. Um, I haven't really paid much attention to the internet response of you. Like, no, are kids I, down or are kids I, I think, split? Or? I think it's universally positive so far. And From, at least critically speaking, like I haven't really paid attention to kids in general but i mean sure. i think over the next six months to a year we'll we'll get a good sense of what what how that impacts their own draw or whatever you know? right but um yeah i'll talk about it later yeah i might i might have a few words to like say about that later people have it up higher than me um <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah real cool jeremy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no i'm, I'm, cool. I'm well, we'll 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 be the ones that are championing the record, okay? Yeah, sure. Unbelievably, Number six. Yeah. yeah, unbelievably proud. Really, really, really stoked, and I'm excited to see what uh, what the record does for them. And them being on Epitaph too. Like uh-huh. this, I think. Uh, last thing I'll say about it is is when a band signs to a label like Epitaph, they one of the points to I'm not speaking for them. This is just what comes with signing to a label like that is you get this expectation that it's going to blow your band up, uh-huh. you know, and off, more often than not, it doesn't happen. But there are the times where you're like, "Wow, like okay, signing to this label really did help." Like uh, take take like the Menzingers for example. Yeah, they were a band that they continued to write great songs, um, but, but that them, gave them the proper platform. Exactly, them being on Epitaph was like, "Okay, wow, like you guys are playing pretty big headline shows now," and you're mm-hmm. you know. So I'd like to hope that this happens for for them because again, like I said, like they've always been sort of the underdog of this of this world. People know them. People like them. Yeah. But you like to hope that they become people's favorite band as opposed to some other bands. That, right. Of that, course. 
get a bigger draw or pull in them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the hoping for that. You're just hoping. Sure. Give us give us your number not number five, right? Or am I going again? Yeah, because we keep round robin. You were looking right at me though, so I know. Yeah, yeah. You do. We do. Well, because you're right. We've always sit across one another. <laughs> number five. Uh, record. I don't know if you guys uh, have thought about or or anything. And I'm called Run the Jewels. Uh, the record's called uh, Two. Um, I don't know what I could say that that's not going to be said or hasn't already been said. Um, I'm not a hip hop enthusiast. I when a record comes out that I like, uh, I really, 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 really like it. Um, if it grabs me in the right way, um, in the sense of like, you know, as you mentioned, like it's politically charged. It, it has uh-huh. creative, interesting lyrics yeah. and it's not all about the same thing if you, if you pull zach de la roca out of quote-unquote retirement sure and his verse and is, his verse is awesome fuck, it's so unbelievable good. Yeah, yeah yeah and that song is constantly stuck in my head totally um but uh you know 90 percent of the record is is very thought-provoking i'm leaving that 10 percent out for the suck a dick song, suck a dick song yeah. um which which but is which made this the but let me tell you why that record that song's sweet because the subtitle it's like this is like a cue, But do you know that? That's oh, put it in your mouth. Like, yeah, the fact yeah. that they reference that, like, oh, sure. it means they know what they're doing and right, like, pulling yeah, yeah. back it. That, that I get. It's just one of those songs you're just like, is this a song I want to listen to with a girl in the car? No, it probably makes yeah, me a little yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you don't want to put that on with Nicole in the car. We've been together for four years. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know, but it's just still kind of like, <laughs> yeah. it's like watching a, it's like watching a fucked up but sex see, scene it, with it, your parents. It yeah, also yeah. reminds me of Ludacris, What's Your Fantasy? And then there's the remix with, Foxy, I think it's Foxy Brown, where it's like the reverse. Sure. Yeah. Like from the girl's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I also appreciate because yeah. I love Ludacris. And, and look, so. I'm no, I'm no prude. It's just for a record that's like so yeah. one direction. That one like takes me out of the moment a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's still catchy. It's still whatever. Right. It just I feel guilty. Like I, you know, I hope. <laughs> you know, I know you're, you. You revert to like a you know being like a teenager, being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this or whatever. <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, it, it just, yeah. It's it's something that I don't. Uh, I can't attach myself to in the, sure. in the same way as other songs on the record. But yeah. um, it's fucking great. Uh, it's definitely my favorite hip hop record of the year. Um, yeah. Is it for for me for hip hop records? It was like either that or like the Schoolboy Q record. Those were both like really, really also good. a great record. Yeah. So what's your number five, Joey? My number five is Angel Dust. AD also also wanted to be on my list. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get into the record. Really? I know. I don't know oh what it God. I don't know what it is about because I know that people have obviously spoken highly about it. And I mean, I've, it's just fun. Yeah, it's, it's fucking fun. It's yeah, it's all it's over not, the place. I, like punk kids will like it. Like yeah. hardcore kids will like it. Actually, I think it'd be weird. It's weird that hardcore kids like it. It's just well, it's a weird. I mean, it is. There's a lot a, of things that hardcore kids like that I have to question. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's just a weird, like, punky, like, poppy yeah. punk record. Like, I think that's what the, I, I have. Uh, for me, it's like a, if I can't immediately put it in a lane somewhere, I, I have difficulty, like, revisiting it. And that, for whatever reason, that's why that record ends up in this weird. It's, this is going to sound super jockish, and I apologize. It's a great record to listen to at the gym. Sure. It's, you know, it's. 15 minutes long. I was going to say short workout. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but, just get, yeah. Get, Trust me. Get those I, reps, man. I don't go that long. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, it's fun and fast and it just like, yeah, you get hooked in and then it's yeah. over. It's got elements of uh, like where the seven had strong elements of like bad brains. Like it has like that element to it. Um, totally. Uh, I was never an H2O guy, but I think it's like a, 
better version of that sort of thing I on parts. I can definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's awesome. Like, yeah. And I, to be candid, was never much of a trapped under ice guy. Like they had, you know, I can, I can get why people liked it and everything like yeah. that. Um, so almost like same going back to like the piano thing where you're like, wow, like there's a whole other side of this dude that, that exists, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I gave the record a chance, you know, being like, oh, I, you know, I was never much of a trap under ice guy, but I'll see if this is any good. And there was such, when that 7-inch came out, such mixed reviews on like, oh, this is the new trap under ice man from some people. Because then there was also Turnstile that people were also attaching themselves to. Right. And um, so, yeah, I, I was all on board with things with this right from the start. And I'm, I'm stoked that record is as good as it is. And it's, yeah. this production on it is awesome, too. Right. Like, Recorded Brian, Brian McTiernan. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. that true? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore man, yeah, he he pulls out to pulls out those kids, being like, "Hey, well, yeah, of course we want to record at Salad Days." When that's so, awesome. and that's not that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, that record, it's, it's a people don't say that anymore. And that record was probably recorded in like two days because it's so probably short. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. I love it. They get, we we always seem to work in the complete opposites of one another. Here's this is. Please so be I, a Scott record. Please be a Scott record. It's not a Scott, oh, record. Scott record. Wouldn't be that far from Angel Dust. No, not at all. Uh, this is another soundtrack. Which is just sneaking to me. I know, and that's. Uh, I'm just kidding. Really. I legitimately had three soundtracks in my top <laughs> ten, and I was like, I can't fucking do that. How to train your dragon two? No, it, <laughs> <laughs> it is not how to train your dragon two. It is. Uh, it is the Nick on uh, Cinemax. I didn't huh. finish the season. I, I need. To. I thought the show was kind of boring. It, wow. I I had okay. a hard. I didn't finish it. I'm like. Oh, okay. No, I, you're a pussy. I get it. I get it. No, it's just. Just I don't know. Okay, yeah, those it's there's a lot of hardships. Oh, completely. See, that stuff doesn't bother me at all. Like I would, really? it was just yeah. I don't know. There was yeah. I wanted to like it more. I got to okay. the episode post uh, sewing the girl's arm to her face. Right. Like yeah. that's, her, that's, her nose to her nose. I saw that one, and that's about where I. Stopped. That's about where yeah. And it was. I think it was also the traveling thing. Um, yeah, that, that gets in the way. That, yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely I consumed a lot of this on plane flights. Sure. Which is funny because I was always like shielding it from the that's, people used, next to me. This, oh, this, dude, that's the worst. I used to watch Nip Tuck. Like when Nip Tuck was on, I would yeah. remember there was a flight somewhere and it was like a relatively graphic sex scene into yeah. like, a relatively graphic. Right. And you're like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to put my sweatshirt over this. Yeah, like, exactly. I was watching Six Feet Under on, on a lot of flights and like that, you know, there's episodes where like nothing really bad happens. And there's episodes where it's like, here's gratuitous uh, yeah, everything. Here's, here's a cop. Insane yeah, 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 exactly. Here. Or like, you know, them doing an autopsy on a fully naked bird and you're just like, you're like, whoops. And I'm in the aisle seat. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, can, I get a shield from two people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But the Nick soundtrack done by Cliff Martinez, which wasn't the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Didn't know that. What? Yeah. Originally, like, I think before Mother's Milk, but he was the basis of Red Hot Chili Peppers. The one, oh, they had a basis pre-week? Yeah. Or I think basis or guitarist, I can't recall. I mean, because I... It's hard I, to imagine that he's forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. But he, I mean, he, he also, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cliff Martinez, and he, he did the soundtrack for Drive. Um, hmm. he, did he do like Solaris? Yes. He's done a lot that's of... cool. He's in a lot of stuff. And that's what I think what makes the soundtrack to the Nick so engaging because it's like, here's this turn of the century hospital. You would imagine that they would try to make it musically speaking, maybe mimicking that era of music, but they were like, Hey, so we're going to put really subtle electronics and really like this essentially a futuristic soundtrack. Um, And I, I can't, I cannot stop listening to it. And it's just like it, this functions away from the television show. Like you can listen to this and be like, Oh wow, this is like cool atmosphere mm-hmm. and cool. Uh, you know, it, it's intricate. 
it's uh, engaging, but it doesn't like pull you out of like, you know, whatever it is that you're working on or, or concentrating on. So it's just such a good soundtrack. The music was, I think, the most interesting thing about Absolutely. the show. Like, yeah. I still, I remember the music. Totally. And it's just, it's such the a delivery of the show, of the way the show was laid out, even. And sweaty Joey and I remember talked about the, the one thing that I didn't like, but I respected was when they would do like the, on the next, they wouldn't do on the next episode of the Nick, it would just be cuts of stuff that doesn't make any sense. You're totally. Devoid of content. Devoid of content. together what's yeah. going to happen in the next episode. <laughs> You're like, cool. Batman style. Yeah, was exactly. there, And there's not even a, there wasn't even an intro to the show. It was just, it would just say the Nick. It would just be like, yeah, just be like the sound sound effects for yeah. the actual scene. So yeah, exactly. there's no there's no like theme music. So. Sure, which yeah. I also thought was cool. Totally. So I'm excited because they're putting it out on vinyl. It should be out. In I was December. gonna say, was it on vinyl? It's coming out on vinyl. Yeah, okay. yeah. Without so, that soundtrack, I would probably pick up. Yeah. Even though I buy a bunch of stupid soundtracks, I don't listen to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out Pet Cemetery. Sure. I, I, <laughs> I literally listened to that this morning, and I was like, I need to fucking stop. <laughs> I need to fucking stop buying mono soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've cut back, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought two. I've, or like of those kind of things, I bought the Rosemary's Baby, which isn't on it; it's something else. And then it's on yeah, one way static, I think. And that or soundtrack is works. great because I yeah. love that soundtrack. Yeah. And then uh, the let the right one in. Yeah, yeah. The only two I've totally. I I bought a lot. I bought a lot, but I remember my logic for buying <laughs> the Pet Cemetery was like, oh, it's got the Ramon songs on there. Yeah. I don't really like Who the cares? Why, why, why is that? That's the selling point for me. Oh, oh shit. Although I, I, I did that. just get the Shaun of the Dead soundtrack and I got it on color and I got one of the Zed records. So I'm oh, excited. you're in. Yeah. yeah. See, I then did. they do shit like that and I'm like, oh, I yeah, I'm going to keep buying these. I know. They get you. Yeah. Yeah. We're hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah, but, don't, but, don't fall in Yeah, but $60 yeah. for a Guardian of the Galaxy? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. TTYL. Talk to you later. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Our, our first guest. I know that was a, that was a good call in. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate yeah. that. No, no problem at all. <laughs> um, I think we're re- I think we're round robbing it now. I'm number starting number four. So and I'm going back towards you guys. Yes. Okay. So number four for me is the Paul Bearer record. It's called Foundations of Burden. So the, I think this is another record that's going to perk up on a lot of people's year end lists that are. One of those records that everyone told me about, I haven't listened, listened to it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, Little Rock, Arkansas. Hello, no band ever from there, like <laughs> existing in yeah. the like cultural conversation. Truthfully. And so they, uh, I mean, they just do doom in like the most perfect way possible. Uh, you know, I don't think that they're, again, they're not like reinventing any wheels, but they just do it. Like the singer can actually sing and he's got a good set of pipes on him, which is, you know, a lot of these doom bands, like they try to mask their vocals and like reverb and they really try to like they're like okay our singer can't really sing so let's put a lot of effects on him and we can fake this through totally but this is like his vocals are so upfront they're so good um they just i don't know they capture so many elements of like heavy should be and i just i can't wait to see them they play i think that the roxy in december or something um and it just it's such a crushing record and yeah i love like in the same way that, like, I got in bands like Isis and Neurosis and stuff like that, I can definitely see them cultivating that sort of dedicated okay. fan base where it's like they did a bunch of shows like Death Heaven. That's, that's, I think yeah, that's where that's, I saw the name, but I never totally. checked them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, just, I mean, if you want a, he- I mean, because th- their songs again are like whatever eight to twelve minutes long. It's a six song full length and double LP, so it's like you know what you're getting <laughs> yeah. into. Yeah, it's and who but, put it out? Uh, Profound Lore Records. Okay. And so but you like, automatically love it. I, I do. 
Uh, I'm going to assume the record, if you were to buy the store, $75? It's, I think $145. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on colored vinyl. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If you want to buy the regular upcharge. Right, yeah. If you want to buy the regular version, it's only $110. Oh, great. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have to assume it's an expensive record, though. Probably. It's No, I mean, I think I, I it's a, like 27 26 something like that. So I mean, it's expensive for a double LP, but sure. that was... But a major label would charge that for, for, a, yeah, for a single LP. Yeah, single LP, LP yeah. no yeah. insert. Yeah. 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 Shout out Dookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I just... This this record will be on a lot of people's year-end list, so I'm, I'm excited to be one of them as well. I need to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it as well. Yeah. It's Thank good. you, Ray. You're welcome. That's what we're all here for. Yeah. Number four, Joey. Uh, a record that you should also check out as well. Uh, it's called, or it's from a band called Pianos Become the Teeth. Oh, I, I am familiar with that. <laughs> Never um, heard of them. Been discussed already, but my own uh, little <laughs> thought about the record is they're a band I've always kind of liked, and this I think kind of goes to what you were hoping for. The first record I don't really remember. I liked the last one, which I always mix up if it's the lack long after or the long lack. After. The lack long after. Um, but you owe me one of these. <laughs> uh, this is the first record that I listened to and was like, I'm going to actively keep listening to this. Even though I liked the last ones, it just, it didn't, didn't draw me in. Like, but this one is just like, I mean, maybe it's because he's, it might even be the singing that like, mm-hmm. it, I think it, it differentiates him from a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know. It's, it got you. Yeah. It's good. And, yeah. Will, and will Yip did an incredible job with it. I can't even begin to understand how that guy is able to, Record so many records all in a row mm-hmm. and have, yeah, have and like, have none of them suffer. Totally, fifteen-hour days. Yeah, it's crazy. You would it's, think that he would mm-hmm. he would just start phoning it in at some point, right. but but he takes on bands that are worth it, you know, and he. he he invests, yeah, he invests in the product. I mean, he, he's like every good producer should be, where it's like, the band that I work with, I'll help you with get the best out of the songs that you need to. It's sure. like it's like the most basic idea, but he actually does it, and he yeah. executes it, which is great. Kills it. Totally. Thank yeah. you. Hey. I may have something to say about that record a little bit later. Oh, you've heard him? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, heard, I've heard of him. You should check him out, Jeremy. Cool. Number, uh... You might want to delete everyone from Facebook now, or... Uh, <laughs> Save them the no trouble. Fu- no future tour plans. Uh, <laughs> number four, Jeremy. Uh, Tiger's Jaw. Charmer. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought about that. It was on my, fr- it was my fringe list. Yeah. 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 I will say that it definitely made the list more hearing the songs. Night after night. night. Yeah, right. exactly. Like when I first heard the record, I was like, oh, the first song is probably the best song they've ever written. Um, and then... As the record went on, maybe it didn't grab me as quickly, but then again, hearing the songs all the time and then paying attention to the ones that they weren't playing every night um, when they would just be put on in the van. It's like, okay, this record is their best record. It's so, so, so good. Um, the fact that they're able to come together and do that after already considering not being the band anymore totally. is incredible. Yeah. I, I know that, that, like, if they're from California, there'd be so much passive-aggressive behavior going on that the record would never be done. Yeah, yeah. But being from Pennsylvania, the state that can't do anything but uh, put out um, bands that are just way too good, right? Uh, they they nailed it, and um, I, I respect them on a ton of different levels. Uh, but one of them being the fact that they could operate in such a weird situation and have it not affect the performance at all. Totally. So, and the fact that it's like they're obviously their popularity has only risen and it's like they, they've skirted the music industry standard and they're just like, Hey man, we'll be around when we can be around. Mm-hmm. And then like now that they're able to like actually capitalize on that, it's great. Totally. As opposed um, to them going away and we're just like, 
Oh, what, who, what was that band? I forget about them because they didn't put out 17 things since the last yeah. time. What's also cool is that Tiger Jaw, I know, is second to all of them. Like, they all have things that they work on or yeah. they have, school has always been the number one thing. Like, I can't even begin to explain the amount of times we've tried to take them on tour, but it's like, oh, sorry, one member, this member has, <laughs> yeah. has to finish their college. Oh, they've got a life, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, most fans jump at any opportunity to tour ever. Yeah. You know, I know your bands, my bands, we've all, we've all been guilty of, of that. Just like, oh, I'll put the rest of my life on hold to, right. cause I want to, I'll put that aside. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but, uh, Tiger Shot was always second to them. And, um, again, that didn't make anything suffer, which yeah. is also impressive. So super rad. Shout out Tiger Shot. Awesome band. Yep. Agree wholeheartedly. Uh, right back to you for number three. Number. Picking over here. Uh, Connor Roberst, uh, upside down mountain. Uh, always been a, a diehard Bright Eyes guy. Um, I loved his first solo record. Didn't care for the second thing with the Mystic Valley band. Um, too many songs, and Connor wasn't singing a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of sublime, uh, uh, sublime influence on that record. So you love it. Um, <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like uh, if you were ever a Bright Eyes person that maybe lost interest after a while because they ended up you know, putting out records very, very scattered amongst years and, and you've got in other things, but if a record like uh, I'm Wide Awake This Morning ever appealed to you, check out his newest record because it's 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 right back to that sort of very sort of straightforward vibe. If I could change anything, maybe scale back some of the wah-wah pedal. Um, <laughs> but but <clears throat> other than that, no it's, criticism. Uh, it's, yeah, it's lyrically, it's great. Um, song, it's a record that I kept coming back to. Like there wasn't a point there wasn't a point in the year where I stopped listening to the record. It was just constantly going. So. Yeah. Nice. Connor Obers. It didn't make my list. It didn't? It did not. Oh, wow. wow. You and I, I felt were I know. so I know. on board. I am on board with this record. That's the thing is like, I love it. If I if we had a top 15. I feel like a month ago we were like, yo, it might be in the top and then, But that's the thing is I just, hmm. I haven't listened to it since. Hmm. Like I just, I stopped coming back to it. And sure. that's why when I was making my list, it's in my phone, like on my like massive list. And then I was like. When I was like cutting things, it made it through the first round, maybe the second round of cuts, and then it was just like I just I can't justify putting it in there because I haven't listened to it in that sure. long, you know. Yeah. And even when I was making the list, I was like, like you know, I had like you know fifteen or so records, and I was like, I'll listen to this, I'll listen to this, like oh, I'm not going to put that on, but mm-hmm. I never went back to it. Wow. So therefore, okay. and I not Scott, to say that Scott from Dad's. Uh, oh, actually, no, he doesn't like this record. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. I saw him a couple weeks ago. Gave him shit for it again. Fuck you, Scott. message yeah. there. Yeah, I didn't even check it Make out. That backwards. I, I didn't, you I, didn't even check it out. No, I, you ever not a bus guy? I was okay with him, but I just never, I never, I, when you, when you ultimately feel like something isn't your own, like Bright Eyes was never my own. I never felt like I owned that, you know? Okay. And so. Well, then that makes sense. Yeah. And then there, it, it just, there's no reason for me to be like, oh, I'm, this is where I'm going to start, you know? Um, okay. So yeah, I just never. Fevers and Mirrors never did anything for you. It was a good record. That, honestly, it was like okay. The how, how random is this going to be? Bionic got two imports, like import singles, like a you know day three of my new life or something. I can't. They're like total B sides, like first day of my life. No, well, is that on Fevers and Mirrors? I don't no, know. that's much later. Okay, I don't. Whatever. There's these two imports that came into Bionic Records where it's like three songs a piece. Oh, oh, shit. The, the uh, three songs and three more songs. The, yes. Uh, like Drunken Catholic, all that stuff. Yes. Do you still have those? Yes. I would love to have them. <laughs> I, I think I still have them. I have a very bad copy of one of them, and I always okay. wanted one of the other ones. Okay, so, I can look. 
Yeah, um, buy things off you. They're, just, <laughs> they're they're in storage, but I, I can I can at least look. They're for in them. storage. Yeah, sorry. God, jeez. I thought I took bad care of my seven inches. Yeah, please no. don't. Oh please. no, no. Well, because no, I, I think only got them on. Don't on, check this on singles on CD singles. Oh, they're CDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm terribly sorry for not years this fulfilling asshole. your dream. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I apologize. But anyways, those are the only Brian songs that really like identified with me. They're really, really good. But okay, yeah, yeah. those are all great songs. Yeah. Um, okay. That's where that is. So how about I got really excited for a moment there that I was potentially going to get a record Jer- that I've wanted for a real long time. I can I will I will look because I, I can't in 2014 what, you need to mention it's a CD. What <laughs> what format it's in I can't recall. So I will look to see if it's a seven inch. I apologize. <laughs> Joey, N- number three. Less hostility from you, hopefully. God damn it, number three. Uh, Future Islands singles. Did I make a mark for that one? You did. Yeah. You did. Um, I mean. It's just a fun record. I feel, and I feel like every year there's a record on my list. It's like, oh, this is you know one one of the few records that me and my wife can actually agree on. And shockingly, of all records, Nicole loves this record. So it was a record we'd listen to endlessly in the car, which is probably why it's so high on my list. Is because it's probably the record I listen to the most. The most, sure. And it's just like you know whatever the the song. What's the Letterman song? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, waiting on you. Waiting on you. Uh, it's it's hard when the fir- that's the first song and it's like oh you got to live up to this. Yeah, down mm-hmm. here. But it's not. It's just like it's just a party all the way through. Sure. Um, the two slower songs on the record are probably my other two favorites though. Well, uh, the the, um, the the one where he screams. That's my favorite song. Yeah, that song's like, insane. It's like one of the last songs on the record. Yeah, right? it's yeah. number nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's the the one about his uh, his. Whoever was in the military. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, <laughs> Lyrics, Joey? No, just yeah. <laughs> Themes? Yeah. What are you talking about? There's yeah, yeah, words. What? <laughs> but th- this, like, this is a record that it's crazy. Like the Letterman thing is like the starting point. It when it's like, and there are multiple people that have been like, oh, have you listened to this record? I'm like, no. Like, eh, like whatever. Like if you, I think if you listen to the Waiting on You first, I don't know if you would get the band, but it's like you see that Letterman performance and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then you start from there. A song for our grandfather's Oh, okay. Yeah, like, it's just crazy that that is what... Yeah. That's what started me- things off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, like, it what, started, like, the cultural conversation about future. But it's like, yeah. I wouldn't send someone to be like, oh, go listen to this record. I would say, watch this YouTube clip. Yeah, start here. Sure. Um, yeah. I, the, the record did not make my list. Um, I honestly haven't spent that much time with it. I liked it, but it didn't... The Letterman performance for me was very, um, I like, I didn't, honestly, I didn't get why it was so compelling for people because, I mean, obviously all three of us have watched crazy performances, like not even just from like a late night show perspective, but it just, it was one of those things where it was like, it was more weird than good for me. It threw me, I didn't know when you were telling me to watch it, I was like, I yeah, know yeah. what this band sounds like. The name doesn't appeal to me because it's falling into like yeah. what I assume a, a, a Indie band with an aquatic name, of course, <laughs> Beach Fossils, whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So I was like, "This is probably not for me." And then it started. I was just like, "This is seriously like weirdo Tom Jones shit." Totally, and totally. Then by the end of it, I was like, "I really think I like." That. I was like, yeah. I was what the because I remember watching it for the first time, being like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." And like by the end, I was like, "I think I'm all in." And then yeah. David Letterman's reaction, I was like, "I'm all in." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he comes, like, "Whoa!" Right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it was cool. Off subject, have you guys ever watched that compilation of, of him talking about 
talking, asking people where he got the drums. There's a there's a YouTube a supercut because he of, loves drums. Of, I just watched the Mastodon performance and he did something similar. Or he he asks if the drum if those are the drummer's drums. It's the, the funniest. That's like his line. Like he'll just he'll walk up and be like, "That was great." Those are drums. <laughs> it's so, so good. fucking funny. That's like hilarious. there's so it's and it's you're like, how long is this video going to be? It's like eight minutes long. Wow, I'm just that's it's what he does. So, that's so funny. Awesome. I love when people find those like threads to pull on. Yeah, so good. And like, how did you? How are there this many? Like, how do you have this many performances recorded on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impressive. It's, it's amazing. And who put that together? Think, yeah. Yeah. I, almost, yeah. I almost think that someone talked about it, and then it might be the channel who did it. Like, yeah, like they're like, oh, this is a good, this is a good yeah. social media thing. CBS. Yeah, CBS. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, got it. Future Islands. Number yeah. three. Right. Number three for me is the Hotelier record. Home, like no place is there. There. <laughs> there. There is something a lot of people have, it's a polarizing record where it's like a lot of people, just because this band has existed for a long time and then all of a sudden they have. They were called The Hotel Year. They put out a record in 2009. Spelled The Hotel properly. Year separate sure, words. Sure. Yeah. And that record does not sound anything like. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who put that out? Uh, Mightier Than the Sword. Yes. Exactly. It's so, and that's another reason why no one would have ever heard of them. Like Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my record collection. <laughs> shout, shout out to the money I lost on any pre-orders. The, the this record, I mean, it came out in January, like to little fanfare uh, immediately. But then it was like after two or three weeks of the record being out, it was like people were losing their minds over it. Um, I compared the band to Piebald a lot. I was going to say, yeah. that, that, and that's like the and people like people that aren't familiar with Piebald are just like or or just like maybe familiar with the last like piebald record or two where they're just like i don't want to hear that at all and it's just like it's like even it's though we're the only friends that we have i know i know exactly that's that's all it is yeah. and i i mean the band definitely takes themselves very seriously um in the way that they present themselves and the way that they um you know do business and a lot of that stuff and like that's fine that, that's their agenda i'm not gonna like project my own any any misgivings i have about that on them the record is just so goddamn good and i just i keep listening to it and i can't find very many flaws in it from I mean, there's one song in the middle that's kind of like a you know more quote unquote hardcoreish song. That but even sucks. but even watching that song live, I'm like that like that's not bad live. But on on record, it's kind of like ah, oh, that's a little. That's like you were saying the Run the Jewel song that kind of removes you from the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a song where I'm just like yeah, you guys could remove that. Sure. Um. So yeah, and the fact it's like you know they're from the suburbs of of Worcester, Mass. They're from, oh, the, they're from Massachusetts. yeah, and so it's like there's. There's a lot of things going for them, and I recently just saw them at Chain Reaction. No one was there, like hundred people there. Um, the world is yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was one of those things where I was like, I was expecting a lot more people to be there, um, but their reaction was really, really good. Like you okay. could tell people were there to see them, not so much the rest of the tour package. <laughs> and it was. It was awesome. So I just really, sure. really, really like the record. They, uh, I did a thing. Um, I have no problem admitting this. Uh, about a week ago, where I went on a long drive, <clears throat> and I thought to myself, "I'm gonna Spotify every band that I've never heard of that I that I know, but like that I've never listened to their music, but I see right. their name all of the course time. So, that they've submitted for every tour that we've gone. Sure. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no, I don't. Uh, and or like bands that uh, labels that worked with have put out or, or right. whatever so like i was and it was also kind of a fun game of like 
Does this sound like what I expected it to? Of course. Uh, Our usual record store clerk game. Asshole game, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say that some of them I was very wrong. Right. Very, very, very wrong. Right. We'll talk off mic. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll say this one on mic. Moose Blood. Yeah. Would have expected that shit to just be like a hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. Not a hardcore band. Not a hardcore band, band at all. Sounds like brand new. 100% sounds like brand new. Threw me I was like, right. wow, okay. <laughs> right. I'm wrong with this one. Sure. Um... And one of these bands was the Hotel Year. I was like, okay, uh, people seem to like this. Yep. Uh, let's see what this is like. And I, it, I was like, wow, this seriously sounds like my fault. Mm-hmm. Like a whole lot. And totally. uh, it works in their favor because no one that, no one, that generation is, yeah. is past. Totally. This is why. No one's is that, aping, what, is no that one's, what made you tweet about Piebald? Yes, it is. No, okay. no, no it one's is, aping Piebald now. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was driving around and, and, uh, and I, was like, I was like, man, this sounds like Piebald. Mm-hmm. You know what record I haven't listened to in a long time? We're but, the only friends we have. Right, let's right. toss it on. That record, everybody, because it's yeah. that's a perfect record. That is a perfect record. Um, so that falls into the why would I need to listen to this band when there's already this band? Sure. So fair enough. You know, no, uh, no hate to hotel years. Just you know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was a record worse. Probably six months ago, if you would ask me, like, will this make my top ten? Right. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. all about it, and it's just even more so than the Connor record. It just it just kept dropping for you, sure. and I just—I mean—I haven't listened to it in months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it honestly—if I hadn't seen them recently and I re- kept right. revisiting the record, it probably would have dropped, maybe lower and/or off my list. But I was just like, no. I mean, especially I have to look at—you always have to take in consideration when the record was released. And I was just like, the fact that it's like still even in my ecosystem, and it came sure. out in January, it's fucking eleven months ago. There's the song. I think it's the third or fourth song. It's mm-hmm. like the song mm-hmm. that I can't think of anything about. It's just it's okay. Really good. So check out that check, song, everyone. Yeah, check out maybe check two or three. Yeah, maybe two or three. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah, Joey kind you'll of know, good. You'll know it when you hear it. <laughs> so then I'm, I'm going to number two now, right? Yep. Yeah. You're, ah, you're going number two. I'm going two. number two. Oh, <laughs> shit everywhere. Seriously, Ray's pooping. You, it's funny you mentioned the Moose Blood record, Jeremy. Because oh, no. that is what my number two record Truthfully. of the year is. Truthfully. Conflict of interest. It is, of course, there is a conflict of interest. I do have a, a professional role at No Sleep Records, and I've done my best to remain objective. But these, there are bands that you meet that you just immediately, not only like click with on a personal level, but like these guys came over, they recorded here in the States, um, and they just, it was you just Are met they him from Glasgow, by chance? The, uh, no, they're not. From, no, they're from. They're not from. They're not from the. They're from the UK, but they're not from Glasgow. I just because I know they did the split with departures. Departures, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and they are very good friends with them. Yeah, obviously because they did split, as you would imagine when bands do split, they're friends with each other. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, 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 not you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, this the record is everything that you said where it's like brand new taking back Sunday, but then it obviously has elements of the whole like mid nineties emo thing. Um, but yeah, it, this is definitely like the, I like the band just as much as I like the record. And there's so many emotions for me tied up into this record. Um, is I just, this a, I have a question yeah. about how is this, uh, since I'm apparently getting very far removed from a lot of things. Sure. Um, uh, is it doing well? Truthfully, truthfully, it is doing very well. It way more so uh, than I would have initially anticipated it because it's like it's being it's, a band from overseas does not help. It's no, not at all. It's it's next to impossible. Uh, that a band called New Moon, I think it's one of the best things around, and because I totally and, and uh, you know, so it's a hard sell. Yeah, because they're from Belgium. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when are you ever going to see them here in the states? Exactly. Yeah. And also, just selling a seven inch is always. It's tough, but, yeah. But no, we, we've sold out of a first... Pro- like, No Sleep has sold out of a first... 
2,000 copies, gone. Really? Yep. Wow. Already on the second press. Um, and so it, it, it's fortunate because it's like the record sounds so good. The record is definitely of the moment that, sure. you know, that style is in vogue. Um, and they're just, they're just like, when I say kids, it's like they're all in their like 23 to 26 year old range where it's like they're not stupid and they're focused about their music, but they're just like, Hey man, we're just, we just kind of want to hang out and like be friends with everybody and like be, I see you're trying a British be generally like, yeah, you know, let's, just, let's uh, kick it up. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll see I'll, you. I'll keep it yeah, okay. Like tea, right? yeah, tea and crumpets. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, this is definitely an emotional pick, but the record is so fucking good that everybody should listen to it. I enjoy the record. Yeah. I knew you would I enjoy it. listen to it more. But yeah. when I first put it on, I was like, wow, this is uh, not what I thought it was. Totally, and totally. It, and, it, uh, yeah. and even like the logo, like the, the logo mm-hmm. of like the moose yeah. antlers and the blood, like right. the, it doesn't look like what it would sound not like. Not at all, not at all. And I think that's what takes a lot of people by surprise too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens for them next year because they do have some pretty interesting tour plans as far as like what they're going to go out on. But I think it, they're, they're just charming. That's a good way to describe the record, charming. So Cool. I love that record. Good. Number two, Joey, what do you got? Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels. Yeah. Number two. Uh, interesting. The first trifecta record of all of ours. And from all, from, from every uh, num- numerical representation. Numerical yeah. As of, full disclosure, as of yesterday, this was my number one record of the year. Ooh. And I decided that no, it is not my number one record of the year. Reversal. Yeah. Okay. Um, you just like it because Travis Barker played on that one song, right? I mean, it's tight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it is tight. I don't really know what else to say about it, except the first record was fucking incredible. And you then were a big, you were a big fan of that. Yeah. Like again, full jock mode. Great, great record for the gym. The first one. I haven't, I haven't been to the gym since this one's come out. Right. Um, but the viewers didn't need to know that. Right. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> listeners, yeah. shout, consumers. Shout, shout out to Mike yeah. and Tommy snacks. Right. Um, cause they call them viewers. Yes, they do call them viewers. We're going to table that for now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this one, I mean, like you said, opposite of a sophomore slump, like, yeah, just came out so much energy. Yeah. And like, and it wasn't, you didn't feel like, obviously it wasn't like manufactured. They weren't like, all right. Like, What's the thing is like, it's such a project, like to give away the record for free. Yeah. Like it's not like, I mean, granted this one was released like on Nas's label. So there's a, a little more yes, investment. It's in got it, some juice. But they still were able they still gave it away for free. Yeah. Which is awesome. Right. Um, and then the whole like meow the jewels, which was a joke, is now happening because of Kickstarter. Right. So like it's it's cool. Yeah, I, like I enjoy the whole, I enjoy, a good sense of humor. Yeah, I enjoy it. everything They're about the project. Incredibly yep. intelligent. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Very good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that that record is represented on all of our lists because yeah. I do think that that's like it's such an important record. Yeah. Awesome. Because I don't think this year yeah. was that 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 great for hip hop. No. Whereas I think last year I had three records. Right. And this year, this is the only one. Sure. Is uh, this, this is the one record that's been on all three, right? That's yeah. what I said, the trifecta. Ah, mm. so this, that's this year's national record. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. How about that? How about that? So what's your number two, Jeremy? What do you got? What do you got for us? Oh, surprise, surprise. surprise, surprise. Oh, this, I don't remember oh, this record. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm joining you in the soundtrack game. Only, only mine. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yeah. How, to, how to Train Your Dragon Okay. <laughs> Has, pl- words, planes, has planes, words to it. Planes uh, 2, Fire and Rescue. Uh, I listen to that a lot. I, I know what it is. You know exactly okay. what this is. Yeah. Uh, God Help the Girl. Oh, yes, of course. Um, how could that not be on How could list? that not be on my list? Did, uh, Charming. Have any of you two watched the movie yet? I haven't no. seen the movie yet. Oh, okay. I'll talk about you. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, there's uh, another I, art I've had to shove in my head. <laughs> there's no secret that uh, I am a, a fanatic of uh, Bell and Sebastian. And this is the singer Stuart Murdoch's... Uh, um, it's his film, but it's a musical. And um, it... It basically just sounds like Bell Sebastian, yep. which which is everything that I want. Right. Um, but you know, it, he doesn't really sing on it. He, uh, he what when the project first started, um, it was so many years ago, and he put out a record for it, and then a ten inch and some seven inches, and you're like, okay, great, I'm glad you're doing all this, but like, is this movie ever going to happen? And then it went through years of not, and then there was a Bell Sebastian record that came out. Um, and you almost were like, okay, is this thing just not going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he finally got. Uh, you know, he got tied in with uh, one of the producers from, like, Royal Tenenbaums, and uh, it started to actually come to light, so he got these actors to finally be in it, and then they re-recorded most of the songs and then added a bunch of new ones uh, with the cast singing them. It's so good. Uh, the movie's great, um, but uh, it, it, it makes you like the songs even more, like seeing them performed in the movie and everything. Um, but uh, I had no idea that it was a musical. I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that's that just makes it. I want to see it more now. Yeah, it's really, it's it's really, really fun, and that's it's cool. it's you know, it's adorable in the ways that you imagine a, a movie made by the singer Don Sebastian. <laughs> right. Um, Very cute. Exactly. Uh, it's it's you know, it's quirky. It's funny. Um, there's serious moments in it. Sure, it's awesome. I got to go to the. Um, I went to the. It was. A, it's a movie that was released on iTunes, so yep. you could just download it and watch it whenever. But they also put it in some theaters the opening weekend. So I went and uh, Stuart Murdoch did a Q&A after and I got to meet him and take a picture with him and I was so excited. Yeah, Uh, that's what you want when you go to a special review. And I've been to a few Q&As before and I've always been way too nervous to ask anything. Like I once wanted to join Ethan Cohen, who are like the reasons I like movies. Uh, They're the reasons I like movies and I was too nervous to ask anything. But like I was like, you know what? I actually have some things I could ask. So I, you know, he called on me and I got to ask him a question and then I talked to him more about it afterwards. I was totally totally fanboy nerding out um but yeah so uh the soundtrack is great it's it's a a good amount of songs too um and none of it really feels like filler uh Stuart Murdoch does sing a couple songs there's a rendition of a Bell and Sebastian song on it and they even use one of the they did a soundtrack for a movie called Storytelling um quite a few years ago and they even like reuse one of the things from that which is kind of funny that's funny um and he was even asked like so why was there so much like Bell and Sebastian actually aside from the soundtrack like in the movie and he was like Oh, they were cheaper to get. Right. <laughs> I, I know what to charge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic soundtrack. If you ever like the film Sebastian, there's no reason you wouldn't. There's like no this. reason you wouldn't like the soundtrack. You should absolutely get it. Um, nice. And only hearing one new song from the new Balance Sebastian record, it will. If if that's what the rest of the new Balance Sebastian record is going to sound like, this will fill the void of what their normal sound is. Oh, okay. So awesome. I love that new song. I'll be honest. I'm on the fence. You watched the video? I have. I love it. It's. I don't dislike it by any means. I don't dislike it by any means. But I'm curious to see what the rest of the rap record will be like. You know, they. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm a super fan of the band. They're probably my favorite band. But uh, doesn't mean they can't release songs that I'm not so into. So we'll see how the rest of the record right will be. I don't know why the God Help the Girl soundtrack didn't make my list. We even talked about it yeah. making my list, and it just ended up not. So we'll give it a 10 with an asterisk, maybe? Sure. But, yeah, it's great. I so love catchy. it. So and it's cool that it's different, like, as I used, I love the original yeah, version. Yeah, and that's it's what di- got you into that almost to begin with, right? Yeah. Because you were never really... I was in the... Like, that was, I think, kind of, like, 
And I'm just saying, I like this more than Bell Sebastian, and then you got more Bell yeah. Sebastian later. But but I like that you can have both records, and they're I mean they're similar, but they're different enough that like you it keeps it interesting. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, then what's your number one uh, record, Jeremy? Right back at you. There it is. If you've been paying attention and saying, oh, my God, when is he going to finally talk about it? No. Um, <laughs> single mothers. Negative qualities. There it is. Uh, talk about... Uh, I truthfully thought this was going to be Chinese democracy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you worry a lot when a band... Okay, so... Background, if anyone doesn't know or whatever, you don't have, you're not expected to know anything. Right. Um, uh, I started a label specifically to put this band out. Um, I, they opened for Touche in uh, 2009. They were the local band, I think 2009, maybe 2010. It was our first time in Canada. And uh, no offense to local bands around the world, but a lot of times uh, you don't find yourself paying a lot of attention or maybe you're like, you're dealing with other things, you're on the phone with home or something like that. So I'm setting up merch and, uh, and they start playing and, I was just like, this is, what is this? And I watched the whole set, like, completely blown away. Um, first thing I did, I walked up to, to Drew Singer and said, like, just curious, are you a Hold Steady fan? And he just smiled a little bit and was like, they're my favorite band. I was like, okay, like, we're on the same page. And he just, he got stoked. He was like, no one ever catches that. You know, yeah. people who come to see our band don't realize that kind of a thing. Uh, so I got their demo CD that night, um, completely forgot about them. Uh, you know, like, it was something I listened to, but, you know. A couple years later, uh, we played that same city, London, Ontario, and uh, he comes up to me and says, like, hey, I don't know if you remember, we played together once uh, in a band called Single Mothers, and I just got so stoked. I was like, you guys are still a band? He's like, well, yeah, kind sort of, yeah, of yeah, yeah, we are, and he's like, this is our new demo CD, and he gave it to me, and that ended up being the, the 7-ish that I put out, um, and then right off the bat, uh, one of the first things that happened should have been a complete indication of what their entire career would be which was that they lied to me about being broken up <laughs> um, like i was yeah, i'm putting the record you know like i have the records at the pressing plant and trey at death which is like you realize that their facebook says that they're they're done right they're RIP, like that yeah. they're broken up and, and i was like what so like i hit them up and they're like oh well i mean we're like going through some things uh which is why their bio is still one of the best bios ever where it's uh like their twitter bio is like uh, single mothers broke up in 2009 and we've been playing shows since. ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, record came out, uh, I, and, and when I got it, I didn't want to just give it to no sleep. I didn't want to just give it to death wish. I didn't want to just give it to a, a, a label and say, Hey, this is really good. You should put this out. Like I believed in it so, so, so much that I, I needed to be a part of it. So I convinced death wish to let me do a label. And uh, that was the first thing, and it's done really well. I've gone through three pressings of it, which is insane. Um, but and especially for a band that hasn't always been together, or they've broken up a few more times, and Drew's left the band a few a couple times, right? And, and then they tried to go record. So uh, they get a manager, and they sign to his label, which, uh, to be candid, it seems like a scary thing to do. But you know, they make that was their business decision. They make crazy calls. Uh, who they are. Um, and they got signed to Dine Alone for Canada, which is huge. So, like, I, you know, I, watching everything happen, I was really, really excited for them. Um, I knew they were recording the record in, in L.A. and hung out with uh, Drew in the studio when they were doing it. Um, I knew about the drummer situation. Like, uh, yeah. Matthew had gone home and, and this, that, and the other. And, like, Mike was – Mike Peterson, guitar player, ended up playing drums on that first rendition of songs. Yep. Uh, 
just I was just like, oh man, is this ever gonna? It's come a to- out? it's a total piecemeal where it's just like, how how is this how, how is, is this gonna, gonna get happen? out? Yeah. Right. And then uh, at in between all of that, I had a falling out with them uh, over uh, the seven inch stuff, and and you know my heart really hurt about it because I was like, I fucking believe in this band so much, and if God damn it, if there was ever a band to challenge me, ever wanted to continue doing a label, it was this situation. Like totally. Jesus Christ, this was like so stressful and so emotional um but you know things got all patched up <clears throat> i always stayed in touch with drew i put out like a, a solo cassette for him um and he and i have always stayed really really tight so he ran away he was like boy <laughs> i was like so what's up with you and single mothers and he was like oh, i'm not really doing that anymore and then no joke two weeks later he goes oh by the way here's the record and he sends me a download one <laughs> and i was like wait you finished it he's like oh i mean yeah we kind of and it just it all makes sense for the band and um so I downloaded the record. He had sent me um, the original like roughs of a few of the songs that he did with Joby, right? And it was like half lit, um, and a couple, and like two or three other songs from the record. And I was like, these are good, but yeah, it sounds really polished. And totally. that's not the appeal of this band to me. So when I knew that they did it themselves, the way that that seven inch I did sounded, which is just gritty and like you could tell that they were peaking every level, and mm-hmm. it was just it was so bad that it was great. Um, I was like, okay, let's you know, like let's, here we go, like. Excited but nervous to hear this record. And from start to finish, I was just like jaw dropped. Like, not only did they get this done, but they fucking nailed it. Like, it's not repetitive lyrically. It's 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 fucking so, so, so good. So I'm so unbelievably proud of them. I went and saw them about three nights ago. They played in LA. It's stupid. You're just you watch it and you just say, This band should be the biggest band in the world right, right. now. In the sense of if the world was willing and ready to accept a band like like a new version of like the Vines, mm-hmm. you know, whereas I feel like they were that gritty sort of like the Vines never did much for me, but I understood why they had an appeal. The so, world of like the Strokes and like exactly yeah, like, they're, they're like, like the, the dangerous yeah ones. exactly yeah. the aggressive version of that like the snotty version of that. Uh, if the world was willing and ready to put aside bad folk music that's on the radio now and give and give like. A, a chance to a to a band like this, like they, there's hooks on that record. Totally, like, it's a super catchy record. It's so. I just, hooky. I literally just thought of the weirdest comparison. So Seriously? bear with me. Yeah, and it's not even a comparison because they sound nothing alike. But the record, to me, as of five seconds ago, is a lot like Yeezus in that because Yeezus, I mean, is a pretty aggressive hip hop sure. record, and then Bound is like, like. A nice, like, mellow way to end the record. And it's like the last song on the Single Mother's record yeah. is like, let's take it down a level. Yeah, sure. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and, yeah. And when he sent me, there's, there's two B-sides, and then they re-recorded a song from the very first thing they put out. And uh, when that heard the B-sides, I was like, I was like, yo, I know things have been weird, but, like, please let me put a 7-inch out for these songs. And they ended up putting one of those songs as a set as like a B-side on a 7-inch if you pre order the record. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because that's the song that uses the phrase negative qualities in it mm-hmm. and it's like not even on the not record. even on the record yeah exactly it's like, like the chorus is like <laughs> like using the phrase negative qualities and it just cracked me up I'm like this is so You're like, fucking that's typical perfect perfect, perfect perfect business perfect, perfect, perfect exactly business it's yeah, like yeah. and also it's like one of the best songs and it's just sure. Like, like sure why not throw it on the record you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and there's on the record. but one of the other b-sides is uh is like that last song where it's all singing and it's really mellow and it's fucking so good so it's like I, I don't know what's, what the future of them will be. I really hope they can keep it together. I know this tour they've been on has been has been good for them. Like they're all getting along really well. And yeah, things are going really well. They played a, a Jake Lang's venue um, in Albuquerque uh, the other night. Uh, uh, the fucking 
Gasworks. Gasworks. Sorry, Jake. And last time they played there, they got really trashed and kicked a hole in his wall. And I had a lot of apologies and, and that I had sorry. to do that night. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he booked them because of me. Right. And, uh, and I was like, well, I'm glad you're letting them come back to your venue. And he texted me. He was just like, holy shit. Like, they are so fucking on point right now. It's right. insane. So yeah, all they've been doing is, I mean, touring since the record come out. So it's like that they're... They're dialed getting in Getting it now. together, yeah. yeah I, sure. So I know, we, I know I just spoke quite a lot on that record. No, it's okay. It's my number one. It is fucking so good. Yes. Please pick up that record. It's a great record. Didn't make my list, but it, it was it, it not not due to any particular reason other than I just didn't listen to it that sure. much. Again, yeah. going with the list. There's been a lot of stuff. For sure. A lot of stuff. What's your number one, my Joey? Number what do you one got? record of the year. And it's it's been teetering number one for pretty much for the re- most of the year. It was like, my number one record is going to be Future Islands or this record. Okay. Then Run the Jewels came out. I was like, oh, that's number one. Right. And I was like, then I was just like, I really like fight, was, you know, fighting with myself. What's it going to be? And I decided my number one record, first aid kit, stay gold. Wow. That record. I just, it's. I was just hold on. I'm like, what is it going to be? I, mean, I, I listened. I knew to first record. aid kit was going to be in your list. I just didn't. I had no, no idea. idea. I mean, yeah. I listened to this record every single day. Yeah. Like it's so fun. But not fun. It's just people. I heard someone last night comparing them to Isley. <laughs> I was like, it's, I was like, it I, honestly, I see that. to me sounds like it could could have come out on Saddle Creek in the mid two thousands. Oh, oh, Ronald Kylie, Bright Eyes, totally. And Connor's on one of the records. So yeah. yeah, yep. Um, like this record. Um, um, no, they are on the new Connor. Never mind. They sing on the new Connor record. Okay. Um, but it's it's they're Swedish. You, they don't. They they sound like they're from the like Texas, yeah. Which is, I guess, another Isley comparison. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's you know whether it's all country folk, whatever you want to call it, like mm-hmm. it's just it's so goddamn good. It's it's really, I like the record that Connor was at that point. Yeah, that was when I first got into him because I listened. I was like, oh, Connor's on a song. I'm gonna listen yeah. to this, and then I went back to the whole record. And when I, I didn't know that this record had come out, I walked past it uh, like on display at Amoeba. Amoeba. And I, was like, I was like, whoa. Oh, that's out. That's out. And that's a really bright color for <laughs> a cover. Like, that's a very bright album cover. Um, and then I remember listening to it a little bit on Spotify and thinking like, wow, this is very, very country. Like, mm-hmm. incredibly, incredibly country music. But um, I didn't go back to it, but you keep, t- you keep trying to sell me on it. So it's, very, it's very listenable. It's one of those that's things. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, I remember like, like what I want to listen to. I'm like, I'm scrolling through audio like, no, no, no. I'll just listen to First Aid Kit because I'm always going to have a good time. Like I, I'm going to listen to the whole record. Right. It's it's awesome. And then there's a song where they say fuck and it's really cute. Yeah, it's, it's cute. Yeah. Right, right. Anytime like there's just a random fuck thrown in that you don't expect. Right. On anyone. Slaps you upside the head. Oh, well, yeah. that, that happened. Yeah. It's edgy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, since Jeremy spoke for about 15 minutes about single mothers. <laughs> Joe, Joey's always short and sweet. Yeah. Well, you, you, that was very emotional. Oh, no. Thing. I... You're, I'm just giving him a hard time. Of course. Um, but yeah, uh, this is, I love this record. Number one with a bullet. Number one. With, As of this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made this decision yesterday. I'm just kidding. But it, man, I was, it was I really know. hard. That's good. I had a tough time. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. That's what this, so, this I, list should be. Yeah. Yeah. This is my number one record. And it is the. I have no clue what it's going to be. Me either. This is exciting. It's the Pianos Become the Teeth. Right? Oh, fuck. Ooh, oh. you. <laughs> So it was wow, number one. A number one because I mean, I was such I was so. I mean, I've loved this band ever since Old Pride. Like yeah. you know, it just and even before like the Saltwater EP, I was like, oh, I see where they're going. But it wasn't really their day, there yet. 
this record, it was like, you know, we, we, full disclosure, like No Sleep was trying to sign the band. I mean, everybody was trying to everybody sign the band. Was everybody was up their yeah. butts trying to get them to work business-wise with them. They sent over two demos, and this was like, I don't know, I want to say April of this year, of 2014. And it was the, the those two songs, I was just like in awe. I was what like, were they? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was a version of R- Rapine. Okay. And then I can't remember the other one. Which is like one of the best songs of the year. Absolutely. Rapine is insane. It, it, and it's, yeah, I mean, everything you said about it, everything, I mean, it's just such a, you, you feel like they've arrived in their own skin, but they're just like, oh, yeah, like, so this is the band that we've always been trying to be. And we're executing on all cylinders. We're completely fragile. We have no idea what this will actually like do. But at, at the end of the day, like we don't care. We're going to make this step. We're going to be putting ourselves out there in ways that you know we are probably not comfortable doing. And obviously, it's kind of written all over the record. And it's like lyrically, it's incredible. Um, musically, it's it's restrained yet aggressive. Like I, I, there's elements of what they've done in the past, but not but shedding a lot of those those you know whatever early layers of aggressiveness that's yeah. like but there's these songs are gonna be incredible live and they can still play their old songs and do them in a more subtle way that they don't have to be like this this you know whatever throwing guitars over their head but they, it can still be such an it's an intense record and that's what i think is that's a great word to describe it yeah it's it's not an easy listen in the sense of like you can't just pop in and listen to like two songs sure I mean, I, I think that could be kind of like my entire list. Like you can't just listen to two songs sure. besides the Run the Jewels record. Yeah. But it's like that's what that's why I couldn't. It was just undeniable. And like I actually pursued. Like once I knew the record was done, I was like, Hey, hey, Kyle. Like I know this is weird, but can you please send me your record? Yeah, like, I need to hear it. I need to hear it. I, I just I was so like I, I was dogged about trying to hear it before or as soon as I possibly could. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time I was really like um, excited. About just just show. on top, like or just trying to be as like engaged with that piece of material. And so I just, I'm, yeah, I'm proud of them. I'm excited for hopefully this, the, the new fans that will be engaged with them. And they're just, they're such an important band from that perspective. Like you said, like yeah. they're, they're pushing that, this, the, that entire scene of, you know, touche, a lot of speed, all that stuff. They're, they're hopefully getting everybody to a higher level to where it's like, this is legitimate music. Yeah. You think that this is like angsty teen yelling shit? Like this is real. This is actually yeah, totally exactly totally. Um, I remember in the first the first list, like Kyle's always been an incredibly gifted lyricist, um, which you know I feel like now that he's singing will make that more apparent as well because you know sometimes when someone's just screaming the whole time, right? You don't notice it as, as often. But yeah, the first in the first song when he says being so defined by someone dying, yeah, of course. Like, Jesus Christ, man! Right. Like, so you just like you, you just took what your whole last record was about, exactly, and and you're being very very direct about it, and that like when he when that line was said, I was like, I'm so goddamn into this record. It's totally. insane. It's, oh yeah, it's so 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 good. So, so yeah. that's that's another trifecta for us. It is. We've got. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah, we got two, two trifectas. Huh. So essentially. Run the Jewels and Peanuts Become a should obviously tour together to make it a very good tour for us. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to sell tickets. That's a great way to sell tickets. Yeah, if you're PFS three assholes like it. <laughs> yeah, we're putting together the tours. Uh, for those that don't know, I've been making uh, little marks on this piece of paper for the amount of repeating records. So one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, uh, there's six. So not- it's 24 records we're throwing out there. Six seems kind of low. It is. It's- for, for agreeing on records? I mean, it's more than half. 
Well, you, but well, no, no more than half collectively. I mean, if we're taking like ten, yeah, 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 ten records a piece, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a nice. You know, about this, it's a nice way to show that the three of us still are very much on the same page as we we're in yeah. our thirties. Right, yeah. we're 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 we'll never our, grow up. Right, <laughs> our music tastes are growing, but still rooted in everything that we know. Exactly. Yeah. We can, since this is running extremely long, we'll just rifle through movies real quick. We don't oh, need to sure. expand on this. Gone Girl is my favorite movie of the year. That's, I mean, soundtrack was was there. I just loved. I love everything about it. The book was incredible. The visuals were unbelievable. David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. I walked out of the movie and the first thing I said was, they did such an incredible job uh, with previews for this movie because you think going into it, you know exactly what the movie's going to yeah. be. Where like they showed her underwater and man, not totally. to give anything away, but you're no, like, no, yeah, yeah. you expect well, one thing and God yeah, damn it, yeah. is it not That's, what you expect? I mean, you read the book. I read the book. Yep. So even going in, knowing it was going to happen, Didn't I was matter. Yeah. yeah, I was still matter. just like, "What's gonna happen?" Yeah, who like, cares? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it totally was awesome. Yeah. It was love that. Not my favorite movie of the year, but what was yours? Uh, I cheated and have two. Of course, um, you did. I, I had two too. The Raid Two is my other one, but well, The Raid Two. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. My favorite movie that premieres, fucking The Raid Two. Yeah. So, I, I on a on a number scale, I put that as eleven. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I can't. This has to be my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, um, yeah, The Raid Two. Fuck the Raid yeah. Two. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're all. I also, the, also the Grand Budapest Hotel, but okay. the Raid Two. Oh, that's that's really cute, Joey. I'm just kidding. What, it's it's a really fucking good incredible. Here's it the was. other problem, though, is that right now there are so many movies out that I have not seen yet that are all like the Oscar bait movies of the year. So it's hard right. to like it's hard to write yes. down. Yeah, but I will say that sitting in the theater, uh, watching the Raid Two, and I took my brother to see it like th- like a week and a half later. Because um, I was like, you just have to see this movie. We yes. saw it together? We saw it together. Yeah. And I, do you remember how many times I just leaned over and I said, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It's, yeah. When you, you get see, so emotionally invested When in you see lights. the running time is like two and a half hours, you're like, what the fuck are they going to do for two and a half hours? Like, yeah. oh, they're just going to ruin everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. I saw it by myself in the middle of the afternoon in Irvine and the other per well, it was by myself in the sense of I saw the movie by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one other person in the theater. He left half an hour into it and I was like, What? I am seeing this movie by myself and it was so fucking God, good. It's the best. You know, in my life, there was one time when that happened. I was on a date with a girl, so it was me and one, me and a girl, yeah. and uh, we sat in a theater that was practically empty. Two other people that all got up and left shaking their heads throughout it. Um, a little bit of a different pace, though. Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jason X is tight when the girl he sticks her face in like the the ice and then smashes it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I, I can't remember any you, from that movie. But I do remember this though. You watch it and you say, "Wow, how could this movie get any stupider?" And then moments later, it gets even stupider. Then you forget that towards the end he turns into a cyborg. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, I know really. Too. I'm so glad that that's. I, I bought the soundtrack for that as well. I have a, for Jason X. No. <laughs> Actually, I, that, that's probably you, I don't you have have soundtrack. No, I have the soundtrack for the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, the soundtrack part two. Oh, yeah, that. that's just because you're a big space, Lincoln. Space you're a big Lincoln Park guy. Huge. Mike, Mike Shinoda. Shinoda. Mike Shinoda, yeah. yeah. He, he likes Botch. He oh, yeah, he mentioned Botch in an interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new Lincoln Park. <laughs> mentioned, took... mentioned Refused as well. It's like, uh, well, yeah, of course they mentioned Refused. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it was, there's, like I said, like, I just saw Gone Girl. I thought it was great. Great yeah. past, great movie. Tons of, yo, the, you want to see The Equalizer? No, I heard no. it was cool. It's so good. <laughs> um, it's good in, like, that, like, yeah. Just Denzel just killing people. Exactly, yeah, which is fine. But does. but not only is the raid two so intense and so just it's stuff, it's, it's stuff you've never it seen. Maybe you want to get in a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go? Yeah. Um, but it's shot so well too. We're like it's beautiful. The, yeah, it's. I can't wait for the American remake to 
fuck it up. Yo, Greg Bacon actually texted me yesterday. So, well, did Greg Bacon text you me the same thing? Oh, about Tom, how Tom Hardy is supposed to be in it, correct? I don't know who's going to be in it. All okay. I know is it's going to suck. It's going it's well, to. I mean, yeah. I'll see it. We but. Could, yeah, we got it. Like the thing. The thing about that though is that the American version it's going to end up feeling more like The Departed because it's like kind of runs a similar, a little bit of a storyline of the Raid too. Sure. You know, where it's like it's sort of the same thing, but but just it being a foreign film. Right. It, you don't, you know, you, you can look past that, but yeah, you know, whatever. No, I know. Um, but yeah, about how I guess the, the TV version of is it edited is, or is, or is it's subtitled dubbed. or dubbed. Yeah. 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 I would, I, I would punch my TV. Yeah, I would raid to my TV. Would, yeah, exactly. Well, good. I, that's good. This is the perfect way to end it. What about our TV shows? Okay. What's your TV show? I just had one. I really want to talk please, about. Please talk about Review on Comedy Central. Oh, you love that show. Everyone fucking watch it. Incredible. It will, it will change everything you think about TV. <laughs> the, the third episode is the greatest half hour of a comedy television show in a long time. It is the darkest shit in the world. <laughs> Watch it. Awesome. Season two starts in the summer. Review. It's on Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Did you guys ever watch At Night? No. I watched some. It's, it's, the, it's my favorite every night for me. And the girls like Daily Show, Colbert Report. Midnight. And at Midnight. Yeah. It's like that's every single night. That's, that's, uh, but, uh, there was an episode recently where the three guests were the cast of Reno 911. I saw. I saw the picture. Did you watch the No, episode? I didn't watch it. Holy shit. It was the funny. That to me was the funniest 30 minutes of TV in years. The third, awesome. the third episode of Reno. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Hold on, guys. Okay. Let's, let's, let's draw a line there. Third or fourth episode. I know, I know you. I think you watched this. I think you watched this. Fargo. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, I took, You know what's funny is I was going to. Uh, just because Newsroom came back on, I was going to say, yeah, Newsroom's the best show on. No. But, um, <laughs> uh, I'll disagree with you. Yeah, no. have, you guys, have you tried watching it? Yeah, I've watched the first season and I, I couldn't get through it. God, I guess I'm smarter than both of you. I know. <laughs> you, 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 um, or you just like a lot of words poured in your head. <laughs> um, but, wow, now that you just said that, I will retract and say Fargo. Oh, easily. And, and Fuck I, that review. I wanted to say that Nick also as well for me, but that's still, yeah. See, and true, and true Detectives, like, a, oh, like, that should be, but the last episode left people wanting more yeah. or whatever. And I, true, I, I thought it was still fine. Yeah, like, they, wrapped yeah. It up, they wrapped it up real quick, but yeah. True Detective was great. And I was like, oh, well, Fargo, you know, Coen Brothers, the reason I like anything. Um, and they signed off on this, so that's oh, got to yeah. be okay. Totally. I fucking loved Fargo. It's so yeah. good. It was Every episode great. is unbelievable. Yeah. There's curious to see what they're going to do with a second season. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think it doesn't I, seem necessary. To no, you can just call it a day, and I mean, I'll watch it. But yeah, yeah. I think it's I'm, I'm, I have, I have so much faith that it'll be equally yeah. as good. Because as long as they keep the tone, that's all that yeah. really matters yeah. to me. But at least True Detective, you knew going in that they were gonna, every season was going to be different. Yeah. But Fargo, I think initially was just like one and done, and like, oh, people like this. Oh yeah, we're going to do another one. Yeah. It's just hard because there's you know, Billy Bob Thornton, right. which is the highlight of the show. So good. All right. Well, congratulations, gentlemen. We've made it through. It. If if people are still listening to this after two hours, I high five to you. I'm I'm very proud of you, yeah. the listener. But thank you, gentlemen. Always fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.